This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is a Friday, as I said, December 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Philadelphia Police Department is grieving two officers who died of COVID-19. The Manion community is mourning the loss of a beloved bike patrol officer who died from COVID. For 14 years, Tab Ali was a fixture on the streets of Manion while serving on the Philadelphia Police Department's bike patrol unit. Ali's family says that his life was stolen by the dreaded COVID-19 that has taken so many. Ali was highly, highly regarded by business owners and civic leaders in the town. Two weeks ago, Ali, who was a Marine and a 25-year veteran of the police force called out of work with flu-like symptoms. His nephew says a few days later when no one could reach him, they found him dead in his bed at home. I later found out that he did test positive for COVID, the night, uh, COVID, the nephew said. While going through his uncle's cell phone, he came across a group text between bike officers that had been on a sheriff's bus full of officers that began testing positive for COVID. Uh, over half of them tested positive, the nephew said. The Mania community is in the process of putting together a memorial plaque in his honor. Uh, and then Frank Frank uh, Melillo, a captain with the Philadelphia Police Department, also died of COVID. He was 52 years old. He was a 31-year veteran of the force who commanded the Southwest Detective Division. As of Tuesday, 192 police officers tested positive. Over 200 of them are quarantined for contact. Four officers are hospitalized. And of all of the employees with the Philadelphia Police Department, about 5% of them are currently quarantining. Wow. Uh, Kath, I didn't want to interrupt you during that. Uh, No, Casey, it won't. Your brain has the shell on it. Casey accidentally hit that button. Um, You need to mute your phone. Uh, I have you on the... uh, Yeah, there's no way for me to mute that audio on this side. Kathy is at home, so we do this FaceTime so I can see her. That's better. I heard an echo the whole time. Okay, sorry about that. Continue, please. Yes. Passengers flying out of the Philadelphia International Airport can now get a COVID-19 test before departure. Uh, The testing site at Terminal E Departures is for passengers with plane tickets only. The voluntary nasal swab test will be administered by Jefferson University Hospital employees. There are three options. The PCR, the rapid PCR, and the antigen. The price ranges from $70 to $130. The quicker the result, the more costly the test. Passengers who want to take advantage of the test will make an appointment and can park for free at Terminal E to get a, a coronavirus test. Certain island nations and the Caribbean, in the Caribbean and Hawaii, for example, require proof of a negative coronavirus test result. So if you need that immediate test, you can get that at the airport. What, what was the uh, story, Preston, you had uh, the guys going down to... Um... Where was it? It was a bizarre file story where they were actually purchasing tickets just so they could go into the airport and an drink island. and eat in the... Yeah. And, right, right. It was an island, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, there was a $10 for the super-duper short, short flight. Right. And uh, you could, while you're at the airport, you could have a drink. You could go into the to the pub there. So they so they... They didn't right. go on the flight. They just spent that, that <laughs> so money can, on the ticket. You can go get your COVID test and sit at the bar and do the whole damn deal. Yeah. So if the result is positive, local health departments and the CDC will be notified by Jefferson so that they can take action. The airport coronavirus testing site is open seven days a week from 730 in the morning until 4 o'clock. Police in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, say an arrest has been made in connection with multiple attempted kidnapping incidents that span two states. So you remember we talked about this yesterday. Um, a 58-year-old Kent William 
Pat was taken into custody on Thursday on charges of attempted kidnapping, robbery, and other related offenses. Pat was accused of preying on women in attempted kidnapping incidents in Cherry Hill and Lower Marion Township. On November 4th, Lower Marion Township police say Pal followed a woman near the elevators at the Royal Athena apartment complex located at 600 Writers, uh, Writers Ferry Road. The suspect allegedly pressed a handgun into the victim's back and said, you know what this is. The victim ran out of the elevator and Pal soon left. Investigators believe Pow is connected with two attempted kidnappings that occurred in Cherry Hill during one of those incidents, which occurred on November 20th at the 300 building of the Plaza Grand Apartments. Pow allegedly followed the victim into an elevator at gunpoint. Police say he then tried to force her out of the elevator back into the garage and demanding that she get in the trunk of his dark-colored Nissan Altima. The victim refused, and the suspect fled the scene. On November 14th, at the same apartment building, police say Pow approached another woman, struck up a conversation, and pushed her down before taking off. The women involved in these incidents were not injured. The charges Pow is facing, uh, they're connected with the incident that occurred in Lower Marion last month. He has yet to be charged for the alleged incidents in Cherry Hill, and he's currently being held on $1 million bail. Kath, where did you say he got? He was uh, apprehended? In Lower Marion. In Lower Marion? Yeah, okay. he, the, so the charges are, are for Lower Marion. They, they haven't charged him for the Cherry Hill incidents yet. I just wasn't sure where in Lower Marion, but that's okay. Lower Wait, Marion's good. Okay. I meant like, you know, uh, Lower Marion's a big township. I wasn't sure if he was apprehended at his home, if he was at a restaurant. Yeah, I don't know where they took him into custody. Okay, case. okay in sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are young. The Eagles continue to prepare for this Sunday afternoon's matchup against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Fletcher Cox did not participate in yesterday's practice because of a sore neck, but in some possible good news, Zach Ertz did practice in a limited capacity. The team hopes he'll be able to play this weekend. Kickoff at Lambeau Field is scheduled for 425. Alabama football coach Nick Saban. Uh, said he has cleared COVID-19 protocols and will travel with the team to LSU today. The 69-year-old tested positive for COVID-19 on November 24th. SEC protocols call for a minimum 10-day quarantine, making today the earliest he could return to activity. And in basketball news, uh, all-NBA forward Anthony Davis agreed to a five-year, $190 million contract to stay with the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers. The deal includes an early termination option prior to the fifth fifth year of the deal in 2024. Davis came to L.A. in a trade with New Orleans to join LeBron James. His arrival, arrival propelled the Lakers out of six straight seasons in the draft lottery and towards an eventual NBA championship. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. We are right on the edge of it, folks. A weekend to be free and be away from work for a couple of days, hopefully, unless you work weekends and hang in there. I'm sure you got a break coming up at some point. But we will fuel your movement forward with some stuff today. We do have uh, a Word of the Week prize giveaway. It's a guitar. It's a Sparkle Telecaster signed by Gavin Rossdale of Bush. Comes along with some other stuff, too. That's at the end of the program. We will also give away some goodies from our friends at What a Crock nice. Meals. They will be here, and uh, so we'll give away some gift cards for you. And they're bringing us Grandma's Homemade Meatballs. Mm. Yeah, they're Ooh. Good. They're good. Sausage scallopini. And Grandma. Philly cheesesteak dip, it says here on my little sheet of information. Mm. So 
We'll do giveaways Hi, through the course of the morning. We're also going to have some guests on the show. Um, comedian Mr. Colin Mockery, you know from whose line is it anyways, actually uh, doing a, a Zoom kind of version of that show. And that'll work. Uh, which would be really cool. Absolutely. And we also have uh, actor Jeremy Sisto, who's promoting FBI back for a new third season on CBS. So we have a few people to talk to, stuff to give away, things to get into and send you off on your Friday into the weekend, just a happy, joyous soul. Honestly, honestly, no, literally, no sad. No, sad. bro, we're no. not going to have any of that. No today. sadness. All right, let's take a break and come back, and we will dive into all of it together this morning. Stay put. We'll be back in just a few. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. I have a stupid question that could get you a $50 Steven Star gift card. So the question I have for you this morning uh, concerns the film Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Which actor featured in the film improvised all of his lines? Nothing was written for this particular actor. Who was it? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Which actor featured in the Home Alone film improvised all of his lines? Call now, 215-263-WMMR. Got a bunch of birthdays to mention on Friday, December 4th, but we're waiting for those calls to come in. We will start with uh, a guy who played one of our favorite characters, Steve. Max Bear Jr. <laughs> oh, yes. Played Jethro Bodine uh-huh. on the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> oh, God. And he won our contest. That's right. You mother of... No, he is 83 years old today, and here we'll have the Beverly Hillbillies theme. Listen to a story about a man named Jay. There you go. And let us not forget, his father was an extremely famous boxer, Max hey, Bear. If you ever saw Cinderella, Cinderella Man, Man, that's who he's squaring off against. Yeah. And he was kind of a, a big, pompous dickhead. He was a bad <laughs> yeah. ass. Yeah. That was one of those things where it really took several years for all of those pieces of information to come together in my mind. And and then I all of it maybe it happened on the show. I was like, oh my god, those guys are related. And <laughs> this is Beverly Hillbillies, and that's Cinderella Man, and this is the boxer. I that had guy no was idea. Jethro's dad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Jethro, now Max Bear Jr. obviously huge, but the thing of the the thing that just blows your mind is how adroit he was at comedy. And I know people are going, oh, what are you talking about? But look, Norman Lear used to write episodes of Beverly Hillbillies, so yeah, he, yeah. it had a great pedigree. But Preston, you know how effing funny he was. Oh, he was I great. mean, that howling laughter. When the James Bond movies came out uh-huh. and Jethro wanted to be what he called a double-knot spy, uh-huh. and he, uh, he did... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either you, either you like it or you don't. You, you can't convince... Uh... I've tried to convince people to watch it, mm-hmm. and they'll say, what are you, why, why is this so funny to you? But... It's him. It's of a time, but yeah. it's it's just great. Hot dog, Hot dog. as he would say. And his his talks with with uh, Jed, uh, you know. Uh, he's have, yeah. have a long talk, talk with, with that, that boy. boy. <laughs> what what year did that run? I'm because it, it was still black and years. white, right? Yeah, so black and white, and then color in yeah. the '60s. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, because we still watch it in the '80s. Yeah. Case yeah. I, I, I used to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't catching it. 
I don't ever in its original run, I don't think. But well, I had nine seasons. It started yeah. in 62, so it ran the entire 60s, and wow. then it finally ended in 1971, like you said, yeah. Stephen Culler. Because it was still a thing that we watched and referenced as if it was pop culture in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, case, there's, there, <laughs> just remembering episodes in my mind, Preston, do you remember when he got like a dime store comic book? That had on the cover Moon Maidens. Oh, I remember that one yeah. well. Yeah, so he built a rocket in the front yard. <laughs> and you forget about mm-hmm, his mm-hmm, B plot yeah. line, he, Nick, in, in, in the episode. <laughs> and then at the end, Jed and the, the family's just sitting watching TV, and they uh, the news breaks yep. in with hauling someone out of like the Pacific, yep. and it's Jethro <laughs> at the end of a rope going, "Where are all the Moon Maidens?" Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. That was great. Uh, Max Bear Jr.'s 83. Tyra Banks uh, turns 47 years she, she old today. A bit of a tumultuous uh, first season hosting Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that's a new world for her. Uh, the great Jeff Bridges has his birthday oh. today. Jeff Bridges is 71 years old today. Uh, of course, he has been diagnosed with cancer, and he's working his way through that I have forgotten what type of cancer it is. It is a Leukemia, I'm sorry? yeah. Yes. Leukemia, yeah. okay. Um, but he's going through treatment right now, and hopefully he's going to sail right through that. They say the prognosis is very good. Yeah. Uh, Press, you had mentioned it, uh, a little while back he's uh, developed a way of talking lately where he's like... Uh, it's, it's it's very gruff, and, and his mouth doesn't open all the way. It's yeah. kind of like this now. Yeah, so yeah. I was wondering if that was for his characters or if that's just kind of the way he talks these days. It's, 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 it's sort of a hybrid between the it dude mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that. Because I just started watching this movie. It's on Amazon. It's an Amazon movie called The Last Boy in New York or something yeah. like that where he's playing differently. He's, he's yeah. a New Yorker. He's not like a right. Southwest Southerner or whatever. And, and so he is... So I think press is just an might, affectation. No, I think it's just kind of the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look yeah. at look at how look at how Sean Connery did you know yeah. degenerate. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was a clue on Jeopardy last night. Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, yeah. There was um, uh, Academy Award winning songs, and it was for Crazy Heart. Oh man, yeah. What a movie. What a movie. And I love all the songs. I don't like country music, but <laughs> I love all the songs in that movie. And he's so great in it. If you haven't seen that one, that is worth checking out. He's 71 today. Wink Martindale, the uh, game show host. I thought he was uh, so he did Tic-Tac-Toe. Yeah. Yep. Who's his well, sibling who is also a... Um, oh, I don't know. I think Wink Martindale has a sibling who's also a game show host. There's uh, another Wink Martindale who I believe is either an offensive or defensive coordinator in the NFL. All right, so he's Wink Martindale. I think the other one is Spit or Twitch right, Martindale. Yeah, I'm not sure. yeah. Wink, Spit, Twitch, Twitch Bart, Bart Martindale. Bart Martindale. So, they're all little bodily yeah, Quite possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he celebrates his 87th birthday today. Uh, the wonderful, delicious Marissa Tomei. God, I wanted her to be my girlfriend so bad when I was younger. Uh, what movie did it for you? Or what, what was, TV show? It was Untamed Heart. Okay. Uh, with uh, Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with her. And she, she had this little Midwestern accent in that. And, yeah. and she was uh, a, a really sweet character. And I just did it, it did it for me. And my cousin Vinny. Uh, she's great. In she's great. And so she was very similar to a lot of the girls I knew growing up in um, New York, Long Island. Mm. So she turns uh, 56 years old today. Uh, Patricia Wedding, who was on 30-something. Yes. She was also Billy Crystal's wife in the City Slickers movies, oh, yeah. and she was on Brothers and Sisters, a bunch of stuff. Uh, she is 69 today. Did you say Brothers and Sisters? 
<laughs> I know you perked up, didn't you? Yeah. And she's almost seventy, man. She's wow. uh, yeah, she's gone from thirty something to seventy. She was the Felicity Huffman of her time. <laughs> uh, Gary Rossington, lead guitarist of the band Leonard Skinner. Oh, Thank you for playing that. <laughs> It works. That's one of those. It's a groupie, right? <laughs> yeah. It's somebody in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> what a great song. Tuesday's Gone, man. I didn't expect you to hear this one, Kate. This I is great. Just, this um, is Freedom Rock. Have you have you ever seen Dazed and Confused? Yeah. Uh, no, I it's, haven't. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's, it's a great movie. I don't actually, I don't know if it still holds up. It's a great when, movie of a time. When we watched it in the in the 90s, yeah. it was really, really awesome. And this song plays in it. And whenever I hear this song, I can't help but think of that movie. Nice. It brings, it brings me back to a time of a, of a time that I didn't actually live. <laughs> if that makes any oh, sense. So, it, yes, it's, it's a... Um, it's of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's Not, a period piece. A period piece, thank yeah. you. It's about menstrual cycles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, no, you weren't alive during nah. that period, but still, you find it fond. Uh, Gary Rossington celebrates. Oh, <laughs> she is right down front. She's so excited. 69 years old today. Um, another musician, Chris Hillman. He was a guitarist and bassist and played mandolin in The Birds. Oh. And also in the Flying Burrito Brothers, who are a band in the... Uh, in the Late sixties, early seventies. I I've been listening to the birds. Like I I, I love is? yeah. Roger McGuinn, uh, Eight Miles High. Um, the, the, the best of album is so good, unbelievable. Uh, so Chris Hillman is seventy six today. Southside Johnny, yeah. Uh, Asbury Jukes is seventy two years old. He and Bruce have get together every now and then. He's one of my friends. Uh, play at the you know the Stone Pony and stuff like that. But uh, long history with MMR. Yeah, there's a great picture in the hallways here of a party on South Street, and uh, you know it's just the streets shut down. The, it's crowded. There's people hanging off of buildings and stuff, and it's Southside Johnny on stage playing. The, well, he. That band and he in particular, they have the designation of as party meisters. Oh. They're the big blowout gathering. This song is so yeah. great. <laughs> Dancing to the music on the radio. So happy birthday, Johnny, uh, 72 years old today. And then the last birthday is comedian uh, Fred Armisen, comedian ah. and actor, I should say. Uh, Portlandia, Saturday Night Live, and so on. Uh, he is 54. This is watching a series that he was in. He's in with John C. Riley, um, uh, Moonbase 8, I think it's called. And it's a um, it's, it's a comedy that they all wrote together. But it's, you know, so basically they're preparing to be the first Moonbase on the moon. <laughs> but they have it set up in, in like, Arizona. Oh. So they're having to live as if they're living on the moon. Gotcha. All right, uh, 54 is uh, his age. Happy birthday to everybody. Let's see if we can get an answer to today's mm-hmm. stupid question. Sorry, I'm trying to find the trash can here. Um, what actor featured in the film Home Alone improvised all of his lines? And I am going to Jackie for the answer. Jackie, good morning. Hi, good morning. It's my favorite movie ever. Okay, <laughs> then do you know the answer? Which actor improvised all his lines? It is John Candy. John Candy's oh. correct. <laughs> well done, Jackie. <laughs> We are going to set you up with a $50 Steven Star gift card. So hang on the line. We'll get your information. And don't forget now through December 30th, purchase $500 in gift cards. Receive a $50 gift card. And then for every additional $250 purchased, 
receive an additional $50. And gift cards are redeemable at 27 locations, including 14 in Philadelphia. You can get them online at star-restaurants.com. There's a lot of Catherine O'Hara love online this week on Twitter especially. And uh, so I, I fell down a Catherine O'Hara hole. And apparently the scenes with her and John Candy in Home Alone when they're in the back of the truck... That was like uh, Chris Columbus just ran film for two, two and a half hours. They were just bouncing lines off each other that entire time. The entire thing was improv. And they were just sitting in the back of that truck making each other laugh. That's great. Isn't that awesome? Uh, she recently redid the moment where she realizes Kevin's gone. Yeah. Uh, and you have it side by side of her fainting. Yeah. Uh, so there has to be a mattress on the floor or something like that. Has she be. falls yeah, yeah. straight back all the way back when that <laughs> happens. It's excellent. All right, some entertainment stories. Fans and industry observers are uh, shook after learning that Warner Brothers plans to send the entire slate of films for 2021 in 2021 to HBO Max and theaters simultaneously. Warner Brothers announced last month that Wonder Woman 1984 would land on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time, Christmas Day. Most thought that it was a blip related to the pandemic. Uh, the films that is effect, this affects include The Matrix 4, uh, Dennis Villeneuve's Dune remake, Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical adaptation of, of In the Heights, uh, the Sopranos sequel, The Many Saint of uh, Newark, and Denzel Washington's Little Things. Also a remake of Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, and The Suicide Squad. So these are some pretty, especially with Wonder Woman and, and Dune, these are some pretty Big movies, oh, yeah. so I when I when I I was like simultaneously, wow, that's awesome, and I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't mean the end of theaters, uh, you know, and I don't know how it's going to play out. But listen, they've they've got these these projects that they've got to get out there, yeah. and right now it does it's not the kind of a, uh, environment you want to release a multi million dollar movie exclusively to theaters. Uh, Warner Media Chair and CEO Anne Sarnoff referred to the model as a unique one-year plan with execs saying that it won't extend into 2022. Do you I think so? Uh, no. Well, I think it all depends on COVID. I mean, that's it. I, I don't think that the, the movie industry in, ends. There's no way. It's, it's too ingrained in who we are as people and what we go out to go do. You know what I mean? So I've been theorizing about a couple of these things. I think I think this sort of approach could actually make people go, God, I miss the theaters more. Yeah. So that you could you could reinvigorate that the I wanted to see this movie on a big screen yeah. and make you long for that. I also think uh, what's interesting, though, the fact that it's going to HBO Max without any extra charge. In yeah. other words, it'll just be available if you have HBO Max, all of these movies. Uh, I think there ends up being perhaps a hybrid, as they did at the beginning of the pandemic, where you pay a premium price to watch it for a little while, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that's how it works out. Yeah. But hey, you know, they, they're they're they. I would be curious to see what the financials behind this were. Uh, Sarnoff said in a statement, "We're living in un unprecedented times, which call for creative solutions, including." Uh, the new initiative for the Warner Brothers Pictures Group. No one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know new. We now we know new content is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity through next yeah. year, twenty twenty one. So, with this unique one year plan, we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world class films, while also giving moviegoers who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies, the chance to see our amazing 2021 films. Um, she said, we see it as a win-win for film lovers and exhibitors. 
And we're extremely grateful to our filmmaking partners for working with us on this uh, innovative response to these circumstances. I read yesterday that there's, you know, there's a really obvious metric for when, uh, for box office returns, right? Mm-hmm. People go to the theater, yeah. they spend their money, and so the, the theaters and the uh, movie companies know how much money a movie is making directly because of that. There's not nearly as an obvious metric when it comes to streaming. They, no. They're not nearly as revealing. It's not as right. transparent. And this is going to sort of force the hand for streaming services to say, all right, this many people watched Wonder Woman this month. And so it's going to help actually re- reveal some transparency for Disney Plus, oh. for HBO Max, and for the other streaming platforms. Well, what it also does is it fosters, uh, it fosters uh, trans- you know, the... the um the transparency, because if you stop and think about it, a movie gets released right now, a major movie, say, like Wonder Woman, would get released, and it would be, so if it goes into the theaters, it would be available for streaming in about four or five months. Right. So that's a fairly quick turnaround. Yeah, and then yeah. and then the thing would be, they'd start streaming, and then they'd be selling the Blu-rays and so on and so forth. So you've truncated that. If you could provide the option, how, uh, to your point, Nick, how many people are just resolutely, I don't go to theaters, I just wait till it comes on, on TV, and how many people are, I, I must see it in the theaters, this will clarify those audiences and how they play to both. Absolutely. And it usually depends on the title. I mean, there are titles yeah. that get you out to the theater, and there are Dune. other ones that are like, eh, hang on. Dune yeah. would probably be a movie you'd want to see in the For theater. Me, yeah. most definitely, yeah. And and just the excitement of seeing it now, right yeah. away, but, you know, and not wanting to wait. To see Wonder Woman on Christmas is going to be pretty it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to that. I mean, while you guys were having this conversation and I was listening, I was just sort of thinking and getting a little bit, uh, I don't know if angry is the right word, at the amount Angry? Of, no, the, well, kind of, because it has to do with food, okay. but like how expensive the movie-going experience has become. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And no what question. is the freaking markup for popcorn? <laughs> it's, you know oh, that the theaters, it's, they we, make their oh. money on the concessions. I'm getting so mad. And you think about <laughs> you could buy a two-liter of soda for 99 cents, okay? And then I got to pay $5 for, like... Hey, how much for one rip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. one rip. <laughs> um... That's I, why I always take my own stuff, man. Yeah, but Even you can't take your own popcorn because yes, you can. Theater. If you wear a down jacket, <laughs> yeah. take yeah. the down out. You know what? I, you I, can yeah, take whatever you want. popcorn gets in my teeth, so I, I kind of uh, quit eating it. So I can't. I can't relate. I'm sorry, man. Uh, but I, but I, I see yeah. your conundrum. But if you're just buying popcorn, that's the one thing. You bring all your other stuff with you. Yeah, you squeak. Let me tell you me. something. Yeah. You know that I've I, I, I've, <laughs> I I've gone to theaters just to purchase just the, to popcorn get the popcorn and not even see movies. Yeah, I, I love. I there's. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's blessed by a, a voodoo priest or whatever. It's just it better. just tastes better. Uh, by the way, here are some of the projected time dates for uh, some of those titles. Uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, July, uh, The Suicide Squad, August 6th, Dune, October 1st. This is all this yeah. year, this, you know, in 2021. Uh, Matrix 4, December 22nd, and then Mortal Kombat does not have a, uh, a projected date as of yet. And there's a bunch of other titles on there. All right, uh, Mindy Calling. Uh, keeps much of her private life to herself, managing against all odds to keep her pregnancy secret and only revealing her child's births post-event. She has also remained mom on who the father is still able to keep that secret. That's pretty miraculous. Yeah, but after posting a photo of her Vogue India cover, she's revealing a bit more about her latest edition, Spencer, who arrived in September. She had captioned the post, I was so excited to be asked to be on the cover of Vogue's December issue, uh, but seriously nervous about because... I would have to shoot it in uh, six weeks after giving birth to my son, Spencer. I was not feeling body confident and even considered saying no. But um, Katie Grenthal and Vogue surrounded me with talented and wonderful people. Now I'm thrilled to have these photos in the memento. One fan wrote about her son, Spencer, and daughter, Catherine. 
Uh, she wrote, not my, not my business, but do your children have Indian middle names? You are proud of your culture. And I was wondering why the kids have very Caucasian, Caucasian names. And she said, yes, they do have Indian middle names. So Spencer's middle name is Avu. And Catherine's is Swati. She explained that her daughter was named after her late mother. So just a little bit of information about uh, her on the personal the side. Fact that she keeps pretty private. I mean, in this day and age, when you have, like, entire squads of paparazzi yeah. and who are now more more ravenous than ever to dig up stuff on celebrities, the fact that she's keep this, has kept this quiet is amazing. Yeah. Um, so what would you do if the Kardashian crew called... With stony expressions on their faces on FaceTime. I'd kill myself. Chris yeah. Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Courtney, Kendall, Kylie. Uh, they all teamed up and called several of their famous friends posting the hijinks on TikTok. <laughs> oh, my God. This sounds so good. So here's the deal. They they, they get the, the FaceTime call and, you know, they hit the button, the accept yeah. button. And then they see them. They're all just sitting there. With this kind of serious look on their face. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, this sounds really stupid. Is it really stupid? Well, I saw, you the, re- I saw the reactions to the people. So they called Travis Scott, uh, Justin and Haley Bieber, Addison uh-huh. Ray, and Dave Chappelle. And they react to it because they, they, you know, they're expecting just whoever called them, the one person. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just say it's Courtney or whatever. They expect and they see the whole family there staring at them. And they're like, uh... <laughs> What did I do? You yeah. know, I mean, so that's uh, what their reactions are like. So it's, I, I get I, it. I thought they were calling, like, regular fans. No, they were they were calling their friends okay. who were expecting, you know, just the one name that they yeah. see pop up. And there's the whole family, and it's almost like they're going to be taken to task for something. Yeah. Okay. It seems like so. And many of them have reasons to be afraid of what uh, <laughs> with their interactions. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, no, it's another porn movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's okay. It's, I erased it. It's kind. It's kind of funny, but anyhow, they did that. They're just like us. They're unbelievably just brilliant. Us. How about another story of people that are just like us? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, yeah. made a serious holiday purchase. They went and bought their Christmas tree. Ooh. A worker at the lot where they selected the tree shared an account of the trip on Twitter. You know, you guys look like. <laughs> He wrote, uh, Megan and Prince Harry came into my work today, and we sold them their Christmas tree. We had our lot empty when they got there. Their agent promoted them a good time to come instead of us shutting it down. So they didn't shut it down. They showed right. up while they were... They, uh, with the regular folk. Yeah. Uh, there, with the uh, riffraff. There was one family in there, and uh, their stoked little son ran through trees up to Harry and asked if he worked here not knowing who that is. Uh, uh, right. uh, James also addressed a question about their general demeanor writing. Uh, they seems like very nice people, honestly. Megan sounds very kind, and Harry sounded and acted like a chill lad, honestly. I'm really glad they liked our trees. We got the best we could from Wah. They were smoking a big blunt. Yeah. Very appreciative. <laughs> um, I wonder, do you know anybody does Oh, the... that might be Washington, W-A, Wah. Uh, okay. Uh, this is more a European thing, than I, but it, it, for a while it started to become a, a thing here in the United States. Do you know anyone who does the inverted Christmas tree? I don't know anyone. Mm-mm. I saw a picture of one, and... It looked pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I have to admit, because of the way the ornaments hang. hang. They hang. More exposed. More Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe I could see the validity of that, Kathy. So, so I, I did, like, last year for one of my activities, it wasn't 
an inverted Christmas tree, but it was a whole, Steve, it was a whole setup that was upside down. Really? So the, so the tree was, yeah. So when you took the picture of it, it looked like you were upside down. Uh, oh, okay. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty yep. cool. It was really cute, yeah. So I was talking to uh, Connor, a.k.a. Moose, uh, who was uh, an assistant producer here. He also, at night, um, he sells Christmas trees. I sort of envy him. Yeah. Because I think that's... If you want to get in the mood, I always ask him about it because that well, would put you in the mood, right? I was asking him questions just, you know, generally about, I'm like, just about the, the idea of Christmas tree sales and, you know, who buys their Christmas trees on Christmas Eve? Right. And he said, believe it or not, a lot of people do. Well, it's a big tradition. And we used, tradition. We used yeah. to do that growing up. We used to go out and get the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. Yeah. The problem is got- a lot of times, Kathy, you, you get basically a match. Right. You know, it's well, sort of- not only that, but to, uh, this was an aspect that I never thought of, which is... It's cheaper because the dude is just going to give away his Christmas trees. Well, well, on Christmas morning, that's the best deals you can get is the day after Christmas. On Christmas morning, the uh, they usually well where he works, they usually just give the trees to a a guy shows up with a wood chipper. Yeah, yeah. and and he and he chips them all away. Yeah, because I think the the original tradition was is that's when you did it. That's when you decorated the tree. Exactly. And now we do it in July to get ready for Christmas. (laughs) Preston, now it's so far in advance. Get to the chipper. But in case, do you know where he works? Uh, um, Connor, (laughs) yell into Marissa's microphone. What's the name of it? Uh, Oh, I got to turn his microphone on. Go ahead, Wiggins Trees in Westchester. What is it? Wiggins. Wiggins. Oh, wait. I was going to go there this weekend. All right. So here's also. Connor, I'll text you. Do yourself a favor and remember these people are working for tips a lot of times. So. Yeah. Yes. Make sure. And if you see Connor, tip him. Uh, hey, that's a really cool place, by the way. Speaking of activities. Wiggins? Yeah. You can, okay. like, you can go and yeah, spend a little time there. Boy, who is the genius that invented that contraption now? They have to wrap up those trees. It's like a big, you know, it's a cylindrical thing. Preston, there's there's one over by by, um, uh, Chestnut Hill uh, where I I shop sometimes and we'll walk around. And sometimes my wife and I will just sit in the car and watch them do that. Yeah. It's cool. I want to slide somebody through. Yes, there, you know. Yes, it's exactly let's, what I was going to say. Let's put Marissa through there. She's nodding. She yeah. wants to see to that. net her up. Yeah, net her up. You know, it, it, honestly, it, it's almost like the Peter North moment of a tree when you clip uh, when you clip it and the tree expands out. Yeah. Oh, that's your money shot. Oh. Wait, I have a quick Christmas tree question. Sorry, I know mm. we're. In, um, can I put a Christmas tree on the roof of my car and make it home from Westchester? Yeah, you have to tie it down, though. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, like, well, do you want to decorate? Are you going to so decorate much? it there and drive it home? No, yeah. is that a good idea, or yes. should I just go local? Put it in a stand, in fact, stand it straight up. That'll get rid of all the loose stuff on it. Yeah. You know, as you're driving. Okay, I wasn't okay. sure if I'd lose it on. Uh, well, Connor, is, is that? Is, yeah, yeah. Connor's yeah. nodding. Yes, they they okay. they, they right. pack it enough. So. All right, I have a few other uh, things to get to. Let's go with uh, George Clooney. Unfortunately, he and his wife, Amal, uh, his kids speak fluent Italian, and he and the wife do not. They live in Lake Cuomo. Uh, He recently told uh, Jimmy Kimmel that the three-year-old twins team up against their English-only dad. Uh, He said, I'll say, go back in and clean your room, and they'll be, "Eh, hey, Papa Stranzo. He said, I'm from Kentucky. English is a second language to me. So uh, he has no idea what they're saying. Well, he's giving them their communication. And, yeah. and that's going to be their, like their, their sub-channel sub yeah. when they want to talk about him. Uh, pregnant Ashley Tisdale tells Us Weekly that she plans to return to work soon after she welcomes her daughter. The 35-year-old says, I'm sure that I'll take a month off, but I'm the type of person that's a multitasker. I love to work. May I ask you something, Preston? Yes. A month off from what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Uh, she's an actress. She yeah, is. What she's been doing. I'm smart. I actually like her. I do too. Uh, I follow her on cute. Instagram. She's, uh, do she you? I do. Is she a good follow? So, she was better before. She used to have this little like, um, you know, girl. She get together with other uh, celebrities, you yeah. know, of that ilk, and I, uh, their their by play was very cute. All right, I'm looking at the pictures. No, she looks like yeah. She's, not- no. Not what I'm looking for. No, she's you know. Candace on Phineas and Ferb, right? Correct. Okay. And she was Sharpay yeah. in uh, High School Musical? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she announced that she and her husband, Christopher French, were expecting the first child in September. All right. So a woman named Candy Cowser, she's a volunteer at Carol Baskin's Big Cat Rescue near Tampa. She nearly had her arm torn off by a male tiger named Kimba uh, during a feeding. Um, she said, this is a statement. Who is this from? The statement just says, um, Kimba had been locked away from that section for several days as cameras were being installed there. She opened a guillotine tunnel door at the end of the tunnel. And when she went to raise the second door, she saw that it was clipped shut. I mean, I I think like a, um, uh, like zip ties or something like that is what it seems to indicate. So, uh, they said, this is our universal signal not to open a gate, with the without the coordinator coming to assist, but Candy said she just wasn't thinking when she reached in to unclip it. I'm assuming it's a zip tie yeah. or something. But anyhow, it's against our protocols for anyone to stick any part of their body into a cage with a cat in it. Kimba grabbed her arm and nearly tore it off at the shoulder. Oh, Jesus Christ! My goodness. This happened on the day our federal bill to ban cub handling and private possession comes to the House floor for a vote. They're trying to sidetrack here by pointing out something yeah. positive. Yeah, look over there. The fact that despite Don't our, look at that arm, look over there. Our intense safety protocols and excellent record of safety and injury like this can occur just confirms the inherent danger in dealing with these animals and why we need the Big Cat Public Safety Act to eliminate having them uh, untracked in backyards around the country and ending up in sanctuaries where wonderful people like Candy Cowser have committed themselves to providing care for those discarded Wait. by the pay-to-play industry. Well, she was working for them, right? So she was working for Carol Baskin. Correct. So it wasn't like she had her own home set up. No, but they're just saying that uh, yeah, that, that accidents like these could probably be more common if they don't have the stringent uh, protocol. Why, this is an outrage. But she messed up, apparently, <laughs> yeah. according to that press release. So. What's the name of the... the, the uh... The guy from Tiger King who had, uh, we had him on the show. Uh, oh, had that, uh, I don't remember. Raff. What was it? Saf. Saf. Saf or Raff? Okay. Saf, Saf. Saf sounds Saf. more familiar. Saf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that rip was below the elbow. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was half the arm. This was a whole shoulder almost mm. coming off. Wow. Uh, New Year's Eve will mark the beginning of the end of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. The fourth and final season of the Netflix series starring uh, Kiernan Shipka. Will bow on December fourth. I watched the, the first season. I liked it, Preston. Yeah, you know what? I watched the first couple episodes and I liked it as well. I just didn't hang on. I, I, did I. I probably could have, but I liked the really dark tone of it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom. Uh the trailer for the show has dropped with Eldritch Terrors descending upon Greendale. Mm. So that is what's gonna happen. This is the final season, according uh, to uh, Netflix. Uh, Speaking of final, the Disney XD reboot of beloved Waterfowl Adventure series, DuckTales, is set to release just one more batch of episodes and then conclude. Any Uh, of you? Any kids into DuckTales? Oh, oh, the new one? No. But the old one? Yes. Yeah, way into it. (laughs) My kids watch the new one. Even even my adult kids. They like it. And apparently, it's got a full, like, myth 
arc to really? it. Really? It's like not just episodes. There's a whole story that kind of okay. rolls through the whole thing. So. It was the DuckTales into Tailspin that uh, was the hour that I would spend watching. Same. Yep. Uh, so the news comes somewhat abruptly while also apparently having been a uh, done deal for some time. The show actually stopped production back in September after its animators completed one more group of 10 episodes that will release in, in uh, 2021. I think it's third season as well as its 75th episode run in general. I saw uh, Bobby Moynihan. I know that name. Yes. yes, he's from SNL. Okay, he's one of the he's one of the Huey, Dewey, and Louie characters. I'm not uh. sure which one. So there's a few people that you would probably know that are uh, voices uh, in that series. Yeah, I think we're going to have him on the show in a couple of weeks. Okay. And then one last thing, Juliana Margulies has joined the cast of The Morning Show Season 2. Uh, oh. She will play Laura Peterson, an anchor at uh, UBA News, and she joins returning series stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, as well as Steve Carell, Billy Crudup, and others. It's a good Wait, show. When is that? Uh, when is it? Yeah. Uh, season yeah. 2, I'm not sure, Kath. Um, but uh, most recently, she had appeared, Juliana Margulies, on the popular Showtime series Billions, and starred in the first season of the Net Geo series, The Hot Zone. So I'm not sure when that will roll out. That Kat. was good. I, I was I didn't even know they were doing a second season. I, yeah. I, I liked it. You know, though, that my one issue with it with it is that I kept thinking there. This is really trying to be an Aaron Sorkin style show, you know, and and it had varying degrees of success. But it is it is a well done show. All right, so uh, there's new movies opening. Oh, it's yeah. a Friday, so we got to mention these. You want that or this one? Yeah, this is good. Okay. Alright, new move of movies opening. Uh All My Life, a romance and drama film starring Jay Farrow, Kyle Allen, Harry Shum Jr. And it's about a young couple that plans their wedding in the wake of devastating news. It's an hour and 33 minutes long. It is rated PG. It's a limited theatrical release and also streaming. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 61% score so far. Also opening this weekend is Ammonite. Is that how you pronounce that? I guess so. Ammonite? Ammonite? It's uh, something they uh, sell at uh, Stephen Singer. Uh, it, no, that's... Um, Argentium. Argentium. I'm sorry, you. you're right. Uh, it is a romance and drama film, and it stars Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. Love Saoirse Ronan. A, it's about acclaimed paleontologist Mary Anning uh, works alone selling common fossils to tourists to support her ailing mother, but a chance job offer changes her life when a visitor hires her to care for his wife. Two hours long, it's rated R, a limited release, and it's got a 69%. I think there is a bit of lesbian attraction here between Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet's character. Yeah, I'd I'd read some quotes from them before about their... uh, I mean, they're around all those bones. About their interaction and their scenes together. I was talking Uh, to my girlfriend last night because we were watching a little bit of uh, Grey's Anatomy, and there's a lesbian couple at the beginning of Grey's Anatomy, and it reminded me of that caller... Talking about hot lesbos on our show. Yeah, and that was it was ages ago. I know yeah. it was. And it was so bizarre and out of left field, but I could not stop laughing thinking about that call and hot yeah, lesbos. But they and were that, hot lesbos. But, but they were hot lesbos. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the qualification, <laughs> sir. Mm-hmm. All right, we're ready for clips now. <laughs> All right. For David Fincher, Mank is the first movie he's directed in six years since Gone Girl. And in this clip, Amanda Seyfried, who plays Marion Davies in the film, talks about Fincher doing multiple takes for each scene. 
and how it helped with her performance. I excel when I have that kind of time with something because I find every moment that you could possibly find. There's no stone unturned, and I think I need to be patient, and I'm glad I have that lesson. Whatever. <laughs> Mank is available to watch on Netflix today. All right. Here's the next clip. Godmothered follows Jillian Bell on a journey to helping a widow discover the true meaning of happily ever after. In this clip, Jillian discusses what caught her attention before joining the film. The idea of playing a magical being. I have always wanted to play a witch, and this is the closest I've ever gotten to it. I love that the message of the movie was so beautiful and inclusive and just redefined happily ever after. Whatever. <laughs> and she stars with Isla Fisher. We had her in the studio. Yeah, she was great. Was it uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Godmothered is available on Disney Plus today if you want to see that. So yeah, I'll right probably ahead. end up watching this with my kids. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with my two daughters. All righty. And that is what I have in the entertainment report this morning. We're going to take a break because we got stuff to get to today. We are going to have uh, Colin Mockery on the program. You know him from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? He's got a special Zoom thing coming up with uh, Brad Sherwood, also from uh, Whose Line, and they're going to be doing you know some improv stuff. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Jeremy Sisto, the actor promoting FBI, back for the new third season. We're going to talk to him as well. My friends from What a Crock Meals are here. We'll do some giveaways with them. We're giving away our Word of the Week prize. So as you see, we have a stacked deck. We'll deal the cards when we get back. Stay with us. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> um, all right, so we have a few guests on the show this morning. A little bit later on, we're going to get to them. Jimmy, Jeremy Sisto, uh, Colin Mockery. Um, but right now, I, I just, okay, here's another character for you. <laughs> the advisor. The advisor. Yes. Oh. So I saw an article, and I'm almost a little hesitant to pass this along because this is going to sound a little preachy, but I think there's some good stuff here. You didn't write it. No, I didn't. So you're just, you're the conduit. Don't kill the messenger. It was, no, I think you're going to like this, though. It was from Reddit, and the the headline is, Adults are sharing things that teenagers today should avoid, and it's actually helpful. So this is, there's some good advice. There's a great line uh, from the Billy Joel song, Tell Her About It. And he goes, listen, boy, it's good information from a man who's made mistakes. Right. Uh, and then it goes on to say just uh, some, some from her to you is a different th- difference that it makes. But anyhow. The piano man. The bottom line is, is, you know, somebody who has learned from their mistakes is sharing information to you that might be worth listening to. Were you apt to, I'm sorry, Kathy, um, were you apt to listen to someone, As a teenager? And, and yes, hell no, no, nope. no of that, course That's what not. I was going to say. That's the problem. You, yeah. you can offer this information, but they will never listen to you because they know better. Some uh, might, some might. I did take honestly. You I know? did take some advice. I took some. <gasps> wow, I broke my uh, chair. Oh, no. You're so mad. You oh, my God. God. Damn it. Jeez. I want oh. listen to me from a man who's made mistakes. I broke my chair. Are you, are you, Tell her about it. It's fixed now. Sorry. All right. I broke Tell my chair. her everything you feel. <laughs> Sorry. It's Give her every reason <laughs> to accept that you're for real. God damn it. God damn you. Chairs are falling apart. <laughs> Our pants. Heads are falling off. Oh, my God. Anyway. What were we talking about? Nick was, Nick was about to Jack will get you high tonight. I think uh, I think it was about listening. 
I want to hear it. I want to hear this okay. advice. Uh, it, some of them are are pretty standard, okay? Uh, it, but there are other ones that you're Don't like, stand okay. in an open flame. Something yeah. like that. Well, the, one of these says, it says drugs. Don't explore things that you could get addicted to for the rest of your life. Okay, yeah. so you said and many you know times. I feel like that message has changed a little bit over the years because of what, uh, you know, people are experiencing today and how addictive the drugs are. Because a lot of times when we were younger, it was not like it was okay, but a lot of people explored. And now the exploring gets you addicted for the rest of your life. Casey, you said, like, never smoke your first cigarette and then you won't have to worry about smoking your last cigarette. That would be mean. So, and, and again, in this case... I can speak on that side of it. I, you know, people talk about I've never had a hangover. I've never had. Right. So there are other things that I've not experienced as well. But on, on when you lay things out in, yeah. the, in the broad tally. Yeah. I'm fine with where I am. Yeah. So like sex and drugs for, you know, me, I definitely want to talk to my children about it. But the, the, the big question is when. OK. When is the right time so that it will sink in? Christmas dinner. And and also how. How can I talk about this so that it's more of a conversation and less of a lecture? You come in and you say, hey, can I rap with you? <laughs> yeah, hey, right off, man. Uh, but uh, so so those are the big things. And, like, you know, I, I ended up, I had to, um, I had actually had to have an early conversation with my children about drugs because, and, and I, I, you know, my wife asked me not to talk about this, but this is years and years ago. Um, my son found on the street and picked up literally a bundle of heroin. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. you telling me about that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and you want to talk about how innocent these children are. Uh, I think my youngest asked about jugs. Why Why did Seamus pick up jugs? And we were like, no, he did not pick up jugs. It was drugs. And it was like, it's a really, really, I know. Like, jugs would be all right. Um, yeah. But that's just how innocent kids are. They don't understand. But, like, even at that time, it was like, oh, man, these guys have to understand right. how serious this was. All right, there's a couple other things. I mean, I think drugs is, okay, that's, yeah, we that's got a big one, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. By right. the way, that bundle of heroin was on the street. It was not my house. <laughs> It was randomly in the parking lot. I think that's why your wife didn't want you to talk about it because you wouldn't thoroughly explain that he didn't come across it in your living room. All right, so here's one that I can speak to and I will share with you. It says avoid really loud music, the kind at concerts front row loud because tinnitus really sucks. Mm. And it's true. I can I can speak to that. And listen, I was I was a loud. Mu- I loved when I would come back from a concert. My ears would be ringing, and I wouldn't be right for a day or two. Yeah, yeah. I was a headbanger. All that stuff. I loved it. You really, were really loud. You were playing drums though, as well. And, I mean, that, you you were working in a band, and that that kind yeah. of volume is is a different kind of thing. I think if you can be aware. So, so, for example, I can listen to my headphones loud, but I, I don't bombard myself with loudness for the rest of the day. Right. Uh, you know, like I don't I, I'm even in the car. I, I, the music is at a decent level, but I don't crank it. Well, so, some people are more susceptible than others, you know. Yeah. Like you and make, I always keep socks in my ears. No, that's yeah. a good idea. Uh, so that's on this list. <laughs> a as whole well. sock? A whole sock. Huh. I have the I, have a, I was blessed with overly large ear canals. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Here, here's here's a sound. Piece. I keep my wallet. Here's a sound <laughs> piece of advice from adults for teens. Uh, avoid. Anything you wouldn't want your mother to hear about at your trial. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. How about wow. we don't even get to a trial? But, but <laughs> if by chance you do. Yeah. Uh, if Sorry about it, Ma. 
the bottom line is, is, is you do find yourself in trouble, uh, all this dark stuff in your life. Your Honor, if I may, I just want to say something to my mother. I, I did feed the gimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, when your parents would say, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Like, my friends and I used to joke because my mom said it would be like, this night's going to be so boring. But if my dad said it, it would be like, yeah, we're in good shape. <laughs> and that's so, you guys as parents, and I think of my parents dealing with me, um, uh, when you say stuff that you know that you you did out of your own curiosity, how do you reconcile that? You know, yeah, I think there, there you, 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 you're that... coming from a point of of experience, Kathy. Right? I mean, you... so here here's one thing that I will because of my experience. Jace will never go on spring break. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Kathy. I, not, I was listen, just I, thinking that... about when I was a junior in high school. My parents let me go to. Yeah. Uh, where did we go? We went Daytona to Beach. Daytona Beach. That's crazy, dude. For a trip, and I'm like, you guys, how, how? that? You made a bad call. <laughs> you are bad parents. Yeah. You are bad. Shame parents. on you. No, the listen, stuff it, we did there was insane. Give me well, back the grandpa. It was grandpa. insane. And, and all kidding aside, though, like the Natalie Holloway story. Oh yeah. That one thousand yeah. percent could have been any one of the girls that I went with. Yeah. Like it, it, we did. All of those things. We met people. We, you know, got in cars. We went on a, you know, a bus alone when you weren't, but you know, like all yeah. of the things they tell you don't do. We all did. Like Catherine? we could, any one of us could have been her. We were crushing up speed and smoking it. Oh my <laughs> Jesus god! That's how, uh, it was. Now, did your mom pack that for you? No. no hey, listen. No, at my least friend Billy's mom. It was, it was. Oh, look at she put on. She uh, put a smiley face on it. It was stupid how much stuff we did. Yeah, oh my it, god, we, jumping off of balconies. Oh, I know, god. and it's it's fun. And so Dumb. there's there's always that question of do you let the kids learn from their own mistakes? Do you, do you let them reach the point where? So here's 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 an object uh, lesson here. I I was a. I mean, I don't ever feel as if I was border collied by my parents. Right. But I just didn't. I, however they did it. They did it in such. My my dad's a lunatic, you know, and he. But he's. I didn't get. I wasn't attracted to that stuff. So, I, I think also you can run the risk, and you guys can correct me on this. If you if it's like, don't ever look at that room. Don't ever look at that room. Yeah. If you so, you know they're going to go look in the room. Of right. Course. And there's there's practical advice to be given too. And I'm impressed, it might come up on your list uh, a little bit later on. So I apologize. But um, I had a pretty open and frank conversation with my son last week. Uh, he's 14, so he's four or five years away from getting into college. And I, you guys know I was a terrible college student at the beginning. And the number one piece of advice I always give is go to class. And I didn't. I didn't mm. go to class for a lot of my freshman year. And, and my grade suffered as a result. And I was always trying to catch up afterwards. So, you know, but going to class is different advice than saying don't ever go on spring break. And, right. And, you right. know. All right. Well, here's this is along the lines of, right. of uh, going to class is not on this list. But uh, avoid skipping the dentist. Huh. Even if money is tight, professional cleanings and preventative maintenance will pay dividends yeah. later in life. Sage advice, my, oh my dad. God, yes. So we have we we have bad Irish teeth in the family, and so I've I've you know I uh, I remember my dad. He had a whole bunch of work done in the military yeah. and had to correct it all, you know. And so he made sure we got to the dentist young. Listen, and even just. Brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, that is helps. another one. I, I've mouthwash. Uh, my mm. kids were going through a period where they they weren't brushing their teeth, and we're like, look, yeah. I see people from time to time who have black, mm-hmm. rotted teeth. I asked my dentist about it, and I'm like, what what would be the cause of that? Does somebody have um, a, and they're like, no, they're not brushing their teeth. Oh yeah, they're just not brushing their teeth. It's as simple as that. Yeah, we were, we, you know, we were promoting the the quip for a while. It's a simple little, you yeah. know, a little little bit of extra. 
gets it done. Well, yeah. here, here's what I hear all the time is, well, you only get one, you know, this this is you know, the set of teeth you get. That's the set of teeth you get for the rest of your life. And, and, and for, you know, for the most part, that's true. Implants are very, very expensive. But what I did find out, because my wife worked in the dental industry for a number of years, is that, like, dental health um, has a lot to do with your overall health. Right. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. 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 and Absolutely. you might not think so. And also, yeah. we, we didn't mention flossing. Flossing. Do it every freaking day. <laughs> no, we love flossy, oh, okay. but yes. flossing in between your teeth, do it every day. If Floss you can. keep getting months in front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flossing. You know, I so had... I, there's a cool, um, my, my toothbrush is also a water pick at the same time. Yeah. It's very cool. Listen, you're right. I never used to floss, yes. and I finally did because my, my, my gums were bleeding. Every... And they're like, it's because you're not flossing. I, you ever see the commercial where the woman's in a dentist office? My my. My gums are bleeding. Should I be concerned? Yeah. Nah. nah. Yeah. Yeah, no, really, no when you're randomly bleeding yeah. somewhere, yeah, 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 I think you should be concerned. Um, but I had always, every time I went to the dentist, and I always went to my dentist twice a year, but every time I went, it was like, okay, what is it this time? Right. I started flossing. I haven't had a problem since. There you go. Mm. Good information right. from a man who's mm. made mistakes. All right, here's oh, another one. This on one's... Listen, oh. boys, good information from a man who's made mistakes. I'm telling you, sage <laughs> advice. It. All right, this one I like. This says, um, if you're a teenager, avoid adults trying to be friendly slash date you. You're not mature for your age. People their age don't want to be with them or around them for a reason. Oh, jeez. So there's there's, there's merit to that. I remember being younger and we had, you know, my group of buddies, we'd have like, you know, an older guy who could get us beer and stuff like that. And a lot of times that's a guy who can't. In hindsight, we're like, wow, okay. Why was he hanging out with a bunch of teenagers? Yeah. You know, we just saw it as a as a way right, to get married. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and in hindsight, it was Mr. Like, okay. Casey's the best. Nothing ever happened. Uh, nothing ever happened as far as you know, like wh- where your mind might go, like a you know, a, try and molest a young yeah. person right. or something like that. But it also, you have to ask, okay, why? It's funny. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. You bring this up, Preston. There's actually years ago, and they've they've been they mocked, and they're, they're they are fun to watch. But a lot of these, there there were films that addressed all these things that were that were black and white. You know, you talk about the uh, the, the road safety uh, films, the Ohio State, uh, whatever you know, car accidents and stuff like that. Well, there's a whole series in line with that, warning you this situation about mm-hmm. about older people who want to befriend. Yeah, you know, but you can't also. It's a fine line to walk. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I mean, agree. if you can get candy, right? But know. like, how much older is older? Right? Is it like somebody who's four years older than you, five years older than you? I mean, obviously, if you're like 15 years old. Yeah, uh, somebody who's in their mid 20s. I think a healthy. too old. You got to develop a healthy radar to <laughs> yeah. it. And know, yeah. you know, and also, again, you, what you don't want to do, I think, is create someone who's terrified yeah. of everything. Yeah, true. That's true. All right, here's uh, the list that are uh, things that adults are sharing uh, that uh, teenagers See, Real quick, I might be on the path to that. <laughs> are are you? Just make them terrified of everything. It, I mean, well, you does know, Jace we, need a weekend with Unky Steve? Oh, seriously. But you know, like, he'll take a step and I'm like, be careful. And people are like, relax. Like, stop it. And it, I've tried to pull back a little bit. But you know me, I'm just yeah. like nervous as it is. Well, you look look at how you were raised. I mean, you had... You, nervous? Yeah, the, 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 the ice cream guy you would... She's going to be like the mom in It that with the hypochondriac kid yeah. forces him into being a hypochondriac. Yeah. It does happen. I've oh. seen it get 
transferred from Steve, the you're parents. Right. I, I thought there were bugs in the candy <laughs> machines at the entrance to the supermarket. You couldn't even get a damn gumball. <laughs> All right, here's one that's a little bit more, a uh, little bit more risque. Uh, it says, "I think every male knows what I'm talking about here." This is according to a person who's offering this advice: avoid avoid using soap for lubricant. Nah. <laughs> oh my God, no. that's on the list. It is. Listen, it is. The, <laughs> no, we've talked about this. Uh, you know, Preston, shower sex. Horrible. Yeah, it's it's overrated. And it it's, looks good in movies. Yeah, but in real life, I no I personally. I Wait, think, does no the soap burn? Is that the reason? It does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's cor- it's corrosive to. I even tried parts dove. Of your skin. So. I wasn't sure if you were talking about um, singular. You maybe know, maybe I solo think, yeah. use. I think as well. Yes, but also for you know togetherness. Togetherness. Mm-hmm. Togetherness. Do you know what? But a man and a love. Okay. Very much. <laughs> yes. Togetherness. You're not together. actually man talking to kids right now. <laughs> kids gather up by the radio. We're going to talk about lubricants. I, I, I would I'd say this, Preston. Um, though you found out that there's issues with it, one of my first forays into exploring myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, talcum powder. Oh. I I've never that tried that. I it was recommended to me by my father. No, no, <laughs> I can bring myself to if try If you're a that. loose gripper, then uh, talking powder. I use Canadian right, what else grip. Is on the list? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, Kathy. Kathy's it's moving us along. Right chicken here. delight. All right, how about the chicken delight? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, I guess, caliente. Uh, no, I guess the, probably the. Um, uh, the Alfredo yeah. would, would be... It's creamy. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. That Not might a lot work. of spice to No, it, definitely. Yeah. You want to avoid yeah. No, 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 no. No, you don't want the fry you, diablo. You know. <laughs> no. Ragu introduces chicken tonight simmer sauces, and suddenly everybody's saying, I feel... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to be my... Six new sauces, each one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken tonight. Oh, it was delightful. <laughs> uh, all right, here you go. This I think everyone can agree on this. Good advice. Avoid posting things on the Internet yes. that you wouldn't want everyone to know about. The Internet is forever. Mm-hmm. So this you, is something we didn't have to worry about. You have a perfect lesson here as things are changing and we don't know what's going to go on politically in the country. But when you see people up for... For different positions, you hear in the news immediately that they have to go on a massive yeah. social media purge. Because again, and so to that point, think about think about that. Think about people, even people who are involved in um, in marketing or whatever, whose job it is to be aware of how these things live on. Yeah, I mean, Ken Jennings was catching some crap from something he posted six years ago because he's now being talked about as a possible replacement for. Um, Alex well, Trebek. Yeah. Well, in that purge, can't just even if you purge and you take it down, it's still up there, and someone has a screenshot. Well, of it. Kathy, then Maybe. the actual act of the purge itself becomes room for suspicion for <laughs> exactly. a lot of people. So exactly. it, you, you don't win. So, Preston, to your point, just don't do it. Don't post it unless it's something you would feel comfortable with everyone hearing. Minus the social media thing, all this, all these other little bits of advice that would come from your parents. I don't even know if I ever had any of those talking to's and if they did like i just i really must have not been listening and i'm wondering if your mom any... didn't mention the lube thing to you no okay. no no was... chicken delight that was yeah. my aunt okay uh <laughs> no but i just wonder like if you know there's got to be people out there who really did heed their parents advice and they weren't just like me where yeah i just wasn't listening sometimes at all. sometimes what happens is and you and, and it may, should make you love your parents even more 
is that they, um, a lot of times, they did what they did without you even knowing it, you know? Yeah. All right, how about this one? Uh, another piece of advice uh, for the younger generation, for teenagers. Uh, this one says, avoid credit cards. Uh-huh. Far too easy to get into debt with them and can really destroy your future for years. Yeah, I've told you guys this many times before, but my friend Brian, who actually used a toothpaste as a lubricant. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, did that work? Uh, no. Um, Sensodyne? Learned that the hard way, but he... He would get uh, his credit card bills in college and just throw them away. He wouldn't wow. even open. He wouldn't pay the minimum. And for years had to pay off credit card debt and ruined his credit rating. All right. Kath? See, I think I would teach a little more being responsible with your money and, and that as opposed to not getting credit cards. At least, I mean, I think after college you need a credit card at some point. So learning to be responsible with your money and management yes, is if a, you, a better if, lesson. If you have a credit card with your parents' uh, supervision – and they're keeping an eye and helping you out. That's the way I think to do it. But if you go on, no, yeah. if you go about it getting it yourself. Yeah. Here's a fifty thousand dollar limit. It's real money, yeah. you know? right? It's it's real yeah. money that you owe. When because we were, at some when point, we were, that's a way to build your credit. If it you is. don't own anything, it, you well, know? when we were younger, the, the the idea was, and you know, get a. At that point, you could just get a gas card, like a gas credit card, where you would, you know, you could just um, charge your purchase yeah, right. the gas station. Yeah. yeah, and so that was kind of a nice uh, building block. But thank God my wife handles all the finances. <laughs> now, what do you think about this one? Uh, this person says, uh, avoid video games. No. Oh, I'm all about that. It's all nice and fun until you get addicted and uh, addicted to it and lose most of your childhood playing instead of learning basic social skills and making friends, speaking oh, no. from experience. I, this, uh, I, I think there's you the, the sheer joy of going out and discovering things out and about is, is a wonderful thing. I would not have wanted video games in my life early on because I think a lot of, you know, whatever creativity I have or anything was born of the need of creating things and coming up with games and stuff like that. However, um, it, it's an industry now. It's a possible career path. It's there. There are all sorts of elements to it now that it make it simply a wasteful diversion. Not only that, uh, first of all, everything in moderation, right? Like, yeah. but um, video games, especially during the pandemic, have become real social outlets for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that be able to connect with their friends because they literally weren't able to spend time with their friends. So they'd be able to play Fortnite or whatever version of Fortnite they were playing uh, with their buddies is is important. I remember playing uh, Resident Evil, you know, with the shade down, yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden lifting the shade up, and I'm going. Good God, it's daylight. Yeah. <laughs> that can happen, oh too. Oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah. so I played all night, and I didn't even know it. My wife plays video games constantly. <laughs> she, she wouldn't call them a video game, but they're on right. her phone. Uh-huh. And I say, what kind of screen is that, hon? It's a video screen. Right. So... Uh, and what are you playing? A, on? Yeah, a game. A game. Mm-hmm. That's a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, and but she... I remember I told the story before. She got into The Sims. And Preston, I went to sleep... You know, getting ready for the show. I woke up the next morning. She was still playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is pure addiction. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, you know, and video games are just, I don't personally play them, um, but I see. Oh, you that, don't play Candy Crush? No, I don't. No, I don't. You not anymore. Did. No. You did. I did. I did. You but did. I'm not a, I'm not a gamer like i'm not uh you know what i mean who really what kind of screen were you playing that <laughs> gets into it uh no honestly I, i'm not playing anything at this moment even right. like i even tried the um the old classic you know nintendo games and stuff like that with right. juice because he does really love it but i mean i have to like big time limit it because he would sit all yeah. day long yeah. and play all day long and like the things that i see him do when i do take it away and say you know now's not a screen time it's like there, there are 
plenty of other things to do. You don't have to just be no. on the video game. So, I, I, But I'm like pulled in both directions with that because it is something that he really does enjoy doing. And when I do say yes, you have to see like, he's like, thank you, mommy. I love you, mommy. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. I'm like, oh, killer, mommy, okay. killer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's something you need to avoid altogether, but like Nick yeah. was saying, moderation. You got to yeah. I'll gotta tell you what. Take breaks. Press it'd be the Absolutely. same thing with someone if you, if, you know, people who find out that they uh, can easily flip the switch on being gambling addicts or mm-hmm. drug addicts. Yeah. Uh, try to look for those signs, mm-hmm. and and maybe if you want to, if you, the beginning, just make sure that you're, uh, as Kathy says, you know. Uh, you know, a little bit of time here and there. Don't don't let them play for 14 hours at a clip. Here's yeah. one that says, avoid fake friends. It's honestly better to have no friends than people who gossip about you and make snide remarks to you. I know everyone says this, but you will find your people. That's a tough one because sometimes you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> until you're deep Unless into Unless you take the active participation and interrogate them constantly. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, talking about me? There's some obvious <laughs> ones on here, like avoid shoplifting. Yeah, one of my school friends did this years ago. <clears throat> this doesn't make you cool. He now has a criminal record, prevented him from getting jobs when wow. he was uh, in his teens. So have 16, we all 17. sometimes clipped something from sure. a store or a restaurant? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I felt horrible. I felt horrible when I took salt, a salt shaker from a kosher deli. You took a salt shaker from a kosher deli. I don't know why. It just looked cool. I yeah, said it looked like a spaceship. Have salt have and pepper shaker. Yeah. Uh, because uh, my girlfriend at the time liked Rolling Rock, and they were Rolling Rock bottles. Yeah. So, oh. Is it is it stealing when you take a pint glass from a bar? Yes. Uh, see, that's what that's what's going on in my head. I'm like, oh my god, did I steal? So you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I've naughty. done that. Naughty. Yeah. You know, Mr. Romano, this is the shot glass division of the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> it had an R on it. Thank you. Yeah, therefore it's allowed. Romano, man. Yeah, I think that's right. the rule. I thought it was mine. You yeah. can take anything that has letters that are similar to your initials. Right. That was a big one, though, That it, for me, that was instilled. Like, that was something you did not do. You don't, it's not yours. You don't take it from somebody. Uh, and when I was stolen from, you feel so freaking violent. Absolutely. It pisses you off to no end. Uh, yes. So t- take it from that angle. When, un, until you've had something stolen from you, you don't know how violated you feel. Yep. So imagine it on the other side. All right, so these are just a few things. I thought they were kind of interesting, a little bit of information. We learned a lot about lube. Uh, to yeah. share, share from uh, Reddit, which yeah. is uh, good information. Listen, boys, good information from a man who's made mistakes. So I'm the advisor now. Uh, so there you go. All right, we need to take a break because we've got some guests coming up. We're going to talk to Colin Mockery in just a few minutes. When we get back, we're going to get into the bizarre files. So make sure you stay with us because we're not going to be gone long. WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. So, I believe we have some Bizarre File stories to get to, so let's go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by your local Dietz and Watson Real Philly Delis. They're open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com, Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. A member, this is a great story, oh my God. A member of the European Parliament representing Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban's uh, Fidesz party has resigned from his position in Brussels after he was caught leaving what reports described as a 25-man orgy on Friday. 25 men? Yes. Wow. 
Uh, Joseph <laughs> Zarjez, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Zager. Yeah. Resigned on Sunday after he admitted to breaching Belgium's strict lockdown rules to attend a sex party. Was it 25 or less for your sex parties? The police found 25 naked men at the gathering, including uh, Sager and some diplomats. Is it possible that he was the 26th and left because of those rules? Now, there's a great kick to this as well. So the newspaper quoted a local police source as saying, we interrupted a (laughs) gangbang. That's how they reported the news? Orban's Hungarian government has curtailed LGBTQ rights since he was elected prime minister in 2010. Uh, Seger, who fronted uh, uh, Fidesz in the European Parliament, helped rewrite rewrite Hungary's constitution to, quote, protect the institution of marriage as the union of a man and a woman. He was backing this up, and here he is at a 25-man orgy. Yeah, that's going to punch some holes. Sager, a right-wing politician and ally of Orban, climbed out a first-floor window and was spotted fleeing along the gutter. A source close to the investigation said that officers were called after a complaint about a nighttime disturbance. Authorities said narcotics were found in uh, Sager's bag. Sager insisted that he had not taken drugs. The public prosecutor's office said a passerby reported to police uh, that he had seen a man fling along the gutter, and he was able to identify the man. Uh, the man's hands were bloody. It is possible he may have been injured while fleeing. Narcotics were found in his backpack. The man was unable to produce any identity documents. He was escorted to his place of residence, where he identified himself as S.J. by means of a diplomatic passport. On Diplomatic Tuesday, immunity. He said he was present at a private party and apologized after the police asked for my identity. Since I did not have ID on me, I declared that I was a MEP. I assume that's a member of the parliament. Yes. Um, I deeply regret violating the COVID restrictions. It was irresponsible on my part. I'm ready to stand for the fine that occurs. He announced his resignation and asked people to treat the matter as strictly personal to him. Well, you've peeled the lid off of my undercover operation. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Thank that's, you. That's, Do you know how long I've been working this? That's probably going to be next. Uh, here is a follow-up story from yesterday. Just days after a large phallus sculpture mysteriously disappeared from a Bavarian mountainside, a similar wooden carving has appeared in its place. Need the, I say it? A Christmas miracle. The mm. saga began several years ago when a two-meter, almost seven-foot-tall sculpture appeared on the 5,700-foot-high Gruten, Gruten Mountain in southern Germany. It quickly became a selfie magnet for hikers and even featured on Google Maps where it was described as a cultural mom- monument. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> the sculpture toppled over several weeks ago only to be erected again last week and it vanished entirely with only a pile of sawdust left behind. Even as local police probed the disappearance, the tale took a further twist Thursday with the discovery that a new, slightly larger carving of male genitalia... Even bigger. Had appeared at the site, propped up with wooden beams, complete with testicles, too. We saw the picture of it. Well, this is actually an improvement because the nutsack was not included in the original. I agree. So somebody has replaced it with a bigger, better one. Go big and go nutsack. Uh, Speaking about going big, the Too Tall Bandit struck again on November 27th, Black Friday, at the United Community Bank in North Carolina. The unknown serial criminal is suspected of robbing at least 16 banks in Tennessee and the Carolinas. That is a lot of bank robbery. And how tall is he? He is, well, the FBI said they're trying to determine whether the suspect is connected to additional bank robberies. Witnesses have described the too-tall bandit as a white male who is roughly 40 years old, between 6 foot and 6'6", 
tall, so varying, you know, reports. So he's tall. Yeah. Six foot six is really tall. Like, too tall to me would be 100 feet. Yeah. And over 200 pounds, he may have brown eyes. I mean, there's an aspect of, like, disguise that I never really thought of until right now, stilts. which is stilts. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. Aside from his height. Yeah, he was 14 feet tall. <laughs> the suspect is noted for wearing full disguises. His face has never been seen. The uh-huh. robber also walks with a limp in his right leg and speaks with a deep voice. In each robbery, the, very tall. the suspect is heavily disguised with a mask, coat, and gloves, the FBI wrote, and he's armed with a black handgun. He often jumps over the teller's counter. So you know those new silicon masks that they have out now, Preston, that are, that can actually, you, you, they fit tightly to your face, mm-hmm. and they literally make you look like someone else. They're being used constantly for robberies now. This guy uses more like Halloween-type masks right, uh, right. when he does this. So the FBI is offering a $15,000 reward for help in identifying the two tall mm. bandit. Are we going to... Yes, just, break and come back. You sure? Yeah. Okay, all right. So we have an interview coming up, so that's going to do it for the Bizarre File. Uh, we will return in a moment. Our friend Colin Mockery. Yes. From Whose Line Is It Anyway will be joining us in just a second, so make sure you stay close. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve in WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, everybody. Let's clean out the junk drawer. Junk drawer. Let's do it. Come on. Yeah. I need a jingle. I know that this is, our, this is our theme song, but I need to get a jingle. Maybe I'll talk to Kyle. See if he can <laughs> sing me up sure a, a theme song. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, I have, I have a, variety, a variety of stories, and if I don't get to them, then they're just they're going to end yeah. up thrown away, and I don't like that to happen. So... Steve, I saw this story. This is so cool. You will dig this. A team of scuba divers made an incredible discovery when they found a Nazi encryption device and Enigma machine at the bottom of the Baltic Sea. It's amazing, isn't it? It's really yeah, cool. I mean, that's the focus of so much of World War II lore. The group, the divers from the World Wildlife, uh, Wildlife Fund, searching for abandoned fishing nets to remove thought that they had found an old typewriter. Before. But one diver with a strange mustache was really interested in finding this Enigma machine. Uh, before they realized they had found something much more rare. It was archaeologist Florian Huber wow. uh, that was a part of the crew. He said, uh, the, uh, uh, he said, I've made many exciting and strange discoveries in the past 20 years, but I never dreamt that we would one day find one of the legendary Enigma machines. Kathy, are you familiar with this? I know it's no. World War II is not your thing, right? But... <laughs> So the Enigma machines were used by the Nazi military. They would send secret messages 
um, and they were really complex. Yes. Really, there's a movie called The Imitation Game, which is fantastic about Alan Turing, one of the inventors of the modern computer. And Benedict Cumberbatch. It was his job to crack this code, and he eventually did. And they worked really, really hard on it, and it was very, very difficult. And um, and it turned the tides of yes. World War II. And the, also the the um, the fact that they had to make sure the Nazis did not know they had cracked the code. Yes, they had to be very subtle in how right. they used it so they wouldn't know that they had the answer to Like if they were around Nazis, the they would say, codes. Ixnay on the Ode K. Yeah. In May 1945, about 50 Nazi submarines called U-boats were intentionally scuttled near where the device was found in an effort to avoid, uh, avoid handing the vessels over to the Allies after the Nazis had surrendered. Uh, Huber said, we suspect our enigma went overboard in the course of this event. Uh, the Nazis ended up sinking more than 200 of their own submarines in the Baltic and North Seas before the end of the war. Uh, the divers said that even though the Enigma machines can sell for tens of thousands of dollars at auction, theirs is going to be donated to the archaeological museum Schloss Gottruf in uh, Schleswig, Germany. Of course. That's the only place you'd want to put yeah. it. So they're going to hand that over to a museum, uh, which is really cool. in near pristine condition, Preston. Uh, I guess I don't they, think so. I, think I don't that think was a, so. I that think... was a photo of uh, one that... Steve. Has been preserved. Take a look. Okay, yeah, That's then, the then yeah, because the one that we was just on the screen, I'm like, how did they ha- keep it that that solid? They did. No, it's uh, yeah. it's pretty deteriorated, yeah. but it is definitely one of the Enigma machines. Which That's is so uh, amazing. Really, really, all cool. of that stuff. Absolutely, and it continues. You know, again, you'd think a, a war that could it must have been examined every which way possible, but they still discover underground. Uh, munitions dumps and cave systems and tunnels and and that whole aspect of Indiana Jones and, and uh, the Last Crusade or the, the whole Indiana Jones series, um, the uh, occult and the Nazis and Hitler's interest in the occult. It was all true. Speaking of World War II, did you guys see the veteran who celebrated his 104th birthday the other day? No. He had uh, he survived World War II and then he got COVID and he was in the hospital for about a month. He was released yesterday or the day before uh, on his birthday. They wheeled him down in his wheelchair. He was at um, Omaha Beach a month or two after the invasion in, uh, in Normandy in June of 1944 and uh, and so he celebrated his birthday this week and, got, and then he got out of the hospital. He has Great great grandchildren. I mean, he's just one of these guys. Unbelievable, a hero, man. He's a total hero. It's really uh, heartwarming story. I was telling Steve, I've been watching um, on Netflix uh, World War II in Color, which is a great series. And there was a there's a there's a chapter in the in the war that I was not aware of, uh, and it ties into this next story that I'm going to go into. So, but but I'll get to the next story in a second. But first, let me let me mention this. So, in the uh, in Blitzkrieg, when they were Invading Brussels, uh, the, the the Germans went on this tear for like three days straight without resting. Okay, so they battled fiercely and they they overcame. They were they were not considered a well trained army. The French were supposedly the ones that had the, the most well trained army at that time, but they were just dominated by the uh, by the German army. And it turns out that they were being given uh, this drug called uh, Pervitin. I'd never heard of this before until I saw this. And Pervitin is flat out crystal meth. What? <laughs> so yeah. they had they had their Nazi soldiers fired up on crystal meth, and oh the wor- and apparently the, the the quote was is that it um, it dulls empathy. It makes number one it it, it gets you uh, physically fired up yeah. and, and w- willing to go, but it dulls empathy, meaning 
you can mindlessly kill and not have any second oh. thoughts about it. And wow. now they were able to do this for like three days. After that, they realized we can't do this all the time. Uh-huh. This is a, this yeah. because they would crash after that, and it would be you'd useless. be useless. Yeah, but they were using this pervitin, and, they, but, and according to the, the 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 study that I saw, they were eating it like candy. Unbelievable. And it was also it boosted their morale. It made you it made it's a drug. It made yeah. you feel good. Um, so they were. They were firing up their soldiers. Drugging them. With crystal meth. And making them berserkers, basically. Essentially. So with that, China has conducted human testing on members of the Public People's Liberation Army with the goal of developing super soldiers with biologically enhanced capabilities. This is according to (sighs) the director of the U.S. National Intelligence. That's great. uh, Or a, yeah, the director of U.S. National Intelligence alleged in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. So whether it's true or not, they have their suspicions about this. But the message conveyed by John Ratcliffe was that uh, China is dangerously uh, adversary and intends to dominate the U.S. and the rest of the planet economically, militarily, and technologically. Gene editing technology is currently being used to develop treatments for human disease and to enhance food crops, but scientists consider it unethical for use in enhancing human performance. So they're trying to make uh, they're trying to make super soldiers. They flirted with this stuff. I, well, going back to yeah. that, you know, going back totally. to the, uh, the, the the concept of the super soldier and the serum, and you know, the whole idea behind the Captain America storyline. There were roots in what they were hearing as far as what the Nazis were doing. It's so funny, Steve. The, the text that literally came in as you're saying this article came out yesterday. Chinese making super soldiers like Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and then uh, some people are, are texting in and saying that the U.S. was a, like a Eisenhower wanted to give it to our soldiers as well, which I could see at yeah. the time. They're like, dude, it's working for them. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, well, you know the whole I mean? lightning war, the, uh, the Blitzkrieg. Yeah, Blitzkrieg. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, look out for Chinese super soldiers. Sometime in the near future. You wouldn't need to do that with me. Hers cheese balls would do it. Hers cheese balls. <laughs> God, if we could get those to men in the field, forget men and women it. in the field. Forget the super serum. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could do this. You could exercise with a mask on. A recent study shows that you should always aim to breathe slowly through your nose, even when working out. And that a little bit extra carbon dioxide actually helps your body absorb more oxygen. As you pass out and fall over. No, it is a well-established rule known as the Bohr effect, B-O-H-R. So you have to have a, your, your personal trainer should be a Bohr? Uh, should be an absolute <laughs> Bohr. No, I told you, I, re- I remember uh, MMA fighters um, yeah. uh, training, actually breathing through a snorkel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you would oh, go underwater wow. to limit the amount of oxygen that they should oh, that's get. That's crazy. As supposed to... Somehow yeah. or another, uh, train you better. But I also I, I can't do it. I feel like I'm suffocating. Yeah, a, a lot of people have that that reaction. So, um, have you tried different masks, different style masks, so like I like like a, a diving that... bell, like a diving helmet? <laughs> no, but I mean, I have masks that are for me um, breathable. Like they're they're better. I, those are the ones that I like, the ones that I choose to wear. And the, my gym recently, you know, you have to wear a mask now yeah. when when you work out. And I went there the other day, and I was like, I can't. I can't do this, and I ended up running outside, even though it was freezing cold, because I felt like, felt like I was suffocating. I guess if I got used to it, you, you probably know, it could. You could. Yeah. Have you seen the Mandalorian? Have you, would that mask work for you? Trying out? The... I think that would be better for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the mask. I don't know. It's, it's like Boba Fett. It's a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, so wearing a mask might help remind you to breathe through your nose. They're saying, as opposed to your mouth, and uh, provide that tiny bit of carbon dioxide while working out. I've tried the nose breathing thing, just, you know, without a mask, just in general, years before, and it's hard to remember to do that. So I... You know I, what I mean? I, I'm... A, mm, mm, 
Yeah, it's hard, especially if you're moving a lot of weight. You default to those things because as uh, Dwayne, who's in Vertex Fitness, my trainer, he, he points out, your your body is doing what it's supposed to do. It wants to help you achieve the work in the simplest way possible. So it runs contrary to what your, you know, you, the, the form and the breathing runs contrary to Preston to, to what you you know, how do I do this the simplest way? And that's what your body's doing. And it and it doesn't quite work in proper exercise and form. So with yoga, you do breathe in and out of your nose. So I've kind of trained myself to do that. And when I run or I go to the gym, I actually have to, like, it's almost second nature for me to breathe in and out of my nose. So I'll, I'll have to tell myself to breathe out of my mouth when I'm running or whatever. But are you saying, Preston, that, like, with every workout, like, I just always thought jogging or, you know, a, a different type of workout, you're breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. Are they saying that you should be doing the nose breathing? It just said, yeah, it says in general that, that it's going to be more efficient. It's going to be better for your body. You get a better workout for it. Um, Every couple of years, I have to retrain myself to do things right again because you you, 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 you just start to get sloppy and it's all, yeah. it's just natural. Yeah, it degrades after a while, and then you go. Uh, uh, yeah. you know, I started jogging again, and I uh, luckily for me, the um, my my lungs are in good shape, so my lungs are not yeah. the reason I have to stop when I stop. Um, but like I'm up a little over two miles right now, but I will have to periodically. Oh, okay, in through your in through your nose, out yeah. through your mouth, and then my cousin was also telling me that like um, the exhale is is uh, almost more important than the inhale because uh, the more you exhale, the the deeper your exhale, right? Uh, the more oxygen you get it, you get into your lungs. So that's what I try to you know talk myself into. But Kath, I don't know about you. I, I listen. I got a lot more weight coming down on my ankles and my my knees and everything <laughs> like that. So I don't know what you have to focus on, but like. With every step, it's something different with me. It's like, oh, my God, my left foot. Oh, my God, my right knee. Oh, my God, I can't breathe. I'll tell you what, but but going to the breathing, I remember when uh, when I was – uh, doing martial arts and I would do boxing training as as a full on cardio workout and I was going hard I was doing yeah. like you know I was doing like twenty rounds yeah you know, just That's to crazy. really get it moving but one of the things that really helped me out and uh, uh, Kathy was like Henry you know the the boxing trainer yeah. had, had helped out as well is in between the rounds was doing the proper breathing man could you recover recover if it's you true. did it the right yeah. way it's just hard. Remembering yeah, to do when you're it. just trying to gasp for <laughs> air, air, yeah, which is what your body's telling you to do. There is a better way to do it. There's a more efficient way to do it. So these are things that are that are worth looking into. All right, another story from the junk drawer. I wanted to make sure that I got to this one. A gentleman named Don Adams has passed away. He is the guy that developed the recipe for Slim Jims. Oh man, uh, he died. I he, loved him. Get smart. He didn't. He didn't know that was uh, Don Adams. You said Don Adams. Oh, Lon Lon Adams. Okay, Lon Adams. So he had um, he did not he did not uh, create it. He had helped develop the recipe to where it eventually got to. What exactly is it? What is this Slim Jim? It's mystery meat. I don't want to know. It's mystery. meat. I don't want to know. To me, (laughs) it's it's jerky, right? It's just regular. Well, yeah, Yeah. it's a jerky stick. Yeah, sort of. It's not as it's not as dried out as beef jerky is. It's got a it's got a uh, it's got asbestos. It's got a mushiness. Yeah, I have come to really really enjoy the Tabasco flavored big stick. So it's thicker than a normal slim. People love those. I know. I haven't had one in months. Maybe I should get one today. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I, I loved them when I was younger. Yeah. I, I ate them. I could eat a whole, you know, just pack of them. Um, now, if I were to eat one, they are so there's so much grease on your fingers mm-hmm. and stuff when well, you're you gotta, done. 
Keep it in the pack. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then, yeah. there you go. Maybe I wouldn't feel so bad. <laughs> use, use chopsticks. It's a bit greasy and salty for me now, but man, was I a fan. The salt, the salt was always the them. issue for me, Preston. Yeah. It, it, it was too much salt. Invented yeah. right here in Philadelphia. Shut up! 1929 yes! by a guy named Adolph. Uh, you don't hear that very often anymore. Adolph uh-huh. Levi's in 1929. Wow. So Slim Jims, ramen noodles, Snapple, and pickles were a staple in my dorm room. Like, okay. you would find at least one of those in my dorm room oh. at all times. Dude, you could have made your own Chi-Chi. Right I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had everything no, for right. Chi-Chi. Yeah. Wow. So, 19... When was it, Nick? 29. 1929. Okay, so... Lon Adams uh, developed the, uh, the, the the eventual recipe for Slim Jim. Uh, by the way, he died from COVID-19 complications oh. on Saturday. His funeral home confirmed. He was 95 years old. His full name was Alonzo T. Adams II. Ah. Uh, his contributions to Slim Jim Jerky, though, uh, Adolf Levi's, like you said, Nick, invented Slim Jim in 1928. Adams is, created, is credited with developing the more current Slim Jim formula. Um, he had gotten into the food science field division or field field after serving in World War II in the 82nd uh, Airborne Division. When the Battle of the Bulge left him injured in 1945, he returned to the U.S. and graduated from St. Ambrose College before earning his master's degree in microbiology. Wasn't he commissioned by the military to create a super soldier jerky? Maybe. <laughs> uh, from Iowa State University. I wonder if this was created in 1928. Well, I wonder how they, their packaging was if stuff like that would have been given to the soldiers in the field because it seems like that would be the it, type it, of thing. Like the, the stuff that would, would that would last out on the battlefield, like chocolate and uh, uh, caviar, stuff right. like that. Right. <laughs> uh, he worked for uh, Goodmark Foods for many years, eventually retiring as a principal scientist, his obituary had stated. Marissa brought in the original Slim Jim recipe. Uh, so I have the ingredients here All if right. you're interested. Let it rip. One lamb intestine casing. Intestine casing so that's what it's wrapped in. Okay. You know? uh, two and a half pounds. Uh, that, and by the way, that's four feet long. So this is to do a big stick. That's a, yeah, it's huge. Two and a half pounds uh, top round chuck cubed. One pound of beef fat cubed. Just a fat. <laughs> Three tablespoons of paprika. Uh, some black pepper. Cayenne pepper. Ground coriander. Ground wow. fennel seed. Uh, curing salt, kosher salt, sugar, uh, garlic, peeled and smashed, and uh, lactic acid starter culture. So that's everything that's involved. Wow, that is that is a uh, a complex recipe. People make their own meat sticks. Yes. You see that quite a bit from uh, from <laughs> venison and so Pe- on. People who come down to the camp Hunters. out, there are a couple of guys who come down and bring us uh, uh, venison jerky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been Kathy in. Kathy gobbled it up. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods one time. I saw like a meat gun, and it's <laughs> not it's gun, not yeah. a gun, or it's like a sausage gun. I want this. And you, you put it all in there, and you put the casing on the on the tip, and oh. then you oh. squeeze it. And oh yeah, oh. Uh, and it's like a um, uh, it's like a caulk. You know, it's like a caulk gun. Okay, but you you squeeze yeah. meat. Oh, out squeeze of my meat. caulk. There you go. There yeah. you go. There's a, there, we have a picture of what these things look like. So. I don't want this, but I want somebody that I know to have this and make me meat sticks. Yeah. Make you make... Would you eat meat sticks a lot, oh Nick? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. There's oh, a yeah. fish song called Meat yeah. Stick. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Is there? There's a fish song called Meat is Stick. Is it any good? Uh, it is a crowd yeah. favorite. Okay. Um, and is it about they... a penis or a snack? 
Okay, so lyrically, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it goes, time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, okay. you know, so I don't know if Well, here's that... the tip-off. If you're eating it and there's a guy standing right in front of you, yeah, it's a penis. Wait a minute, so that's all the lyrics? Oh, uh, God. Uh, time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, bury the meat stick now. And then the reason it's a crowd favorite is they did it one time in Japan, uh-huh. and so now they sing it in Japanese. Oh. So, so it's like... Wait, are you just making... I'm I'm being probably uh, racist uh, right there. <laughs> but you don't know. I don't know the lyrics now. Oh, there's a whole lot of lyrics. To yeah, this. yeah, Take time. Up. Yeah. All right. It's uh, I'm trapped here as my senses bleed. I can't recall which things I need. You show up late and stumble in, unsure if you are still Corinne. Corinne. I don't want to read it anymore. No, no, but it goes, time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, take out the meat stick, time. Whoa, shocks my brain. Whoa, shocks my brain. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, it could be a penis. I don't know. Uh, on a different note, uh, my son was a, a very picky. You hear that many times on a honeymoon night. By the way, our guest was just put on hold, I saw. So oh, all oh, he heard right. was, right. it, it could, could be a penis, I guess. Well, I'll say this quickly then. Okay. My son was a really picky eater when he was like three, and the only thing that he would eat were these jars of, they're called Lil Sticks by Gerber, and uh, they're basically like little hot dogs in some kind of like pickle juice or whatever, right? Jesus. And and so he was, that was it. That was his diet for, for, I don't know, six six months, nine months, something like that. They look like Vienna sausages. Exactly. They taste like them? Did you ever try one? Oh my God, yes, I did. You say like a penis? (laughs) Oh my God. You're making it terrible. Uh, That looks disgusting. It is disgusting, Casey, and it was the only thing that he would eat, but but we called them, my my ex-wife and I would call them meat stickies. And so when I hear the term meat stickies, (laughs) that's what I think of. Looks like a Vienna so, sausage to me. Did, did it taste like Vienna sausage? It tasted like a hot dog, kind of. You know, that's so kind of Vienna sausage. sausage yeah. Yeah. Man, when I was a kid, I know I could eat like three, four cans of those <laughs> I things. I know, I know. Same. And I don't. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't know if I could stomach those now or not. They're no. already revolting. Yeah. yeah. Because, especially because you're you're always in the back of your mind is that uh, that list of ingredients. Yeah, maybe. We would don't... use them as bait. We're yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. Fishing. Any, anything <laughs> anything that will attract a flounder is nothing you want to be shoving in your mouth. <laughs> oh maybe God. that's something we could do on the show one day is just try things that people, because like I have a that friend. you liked as a kid? Well, no, well, or well, just, because uh, I've never had a Vienna sausage. I've oh. never eaten Spam. I have a friend of mine who will sit down on the couch and eat smelts like okay. like it's popcorn. Yeah. I've never had a sardine. Spam, however, can, yeah. especially if you fry it up, it's I hear good. it can be yeah. pretty good. I thought yeah. you were going to say like baby food or toddler food because I would try that too. Oh, no, I wouldn't like it's that. It's crazy. Smelts, no. I, I, you know what? I don't even know what they taste like. I, did, I just don't. I don't want to eat a, the fish's head. And My everything. buddy Anthony, he's like, man, I'll just sit on the couch and boom, just All right. go through a whole. Can't pack get of a girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, the guy who invented the Slim Jim has passed. So. Okay, you want to hear me stick real quick? No, no, no okay. I want to go to no, our me guest. Either. We have a guest on the phone. God okay. damn it, Casey, so shut we'll, up. We'll hear that another time. Uh, he has got a live improv show via Zoom uh, this Saturday, and you can go to BoardWalkHall.com uh, to get your tickets for this. And he's going to be doing it with another alum from Whose Line Is It Anyway, Brad Sherwood, very funny guy. They're great. Uh, please welcome Mr. Colin Mockery Yay! to the program. Good, good morning, Colin. How are you, sir? Well, I'm still reeling from the Slim Jim guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're all in mourning right now. Well, are you an aficionado of uh, Slim Jims and jerky in general? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Mm. 
But if, I appreciate people who try innovations in food. Sure. Yeah. And and you never you never used to eat your fishing bait. <laughs> no. Okay. No. No. Never a meat stick. How, however, you you were born in Scotland, were you not? I was. So haggis. So Yes, haggis. Have you ever? Yeah, I yeah I grew up with um, my mother was uh, a true Scottish cook. I didn't realize meat could be red on the inside, so I left home. <laughs> no, I didn't realize vegetables could actually be crisp. Um, so yeah, do Scots yeah, cook? Was not one of our things. Do Scots cook things to death like that? Oh yeah, everything is boiled. Just. Boiled, boiled, boiled. Okay. We 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 had a, a haggis eating contest in the studio one time, Colin, and you, you know you know the term meat sweats. These guys were about to pass out because mm-hmm. haggis just seems to have a, properties that can take you out if you don't watch what you're doing. Absolutely. And they've come up with a vegetarian haggis, which I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. Uh, how do you even pull that up? But then, so after that, you moved to 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 Canada. The family. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a little. That, that, there's a lot more, I think, to eat there. That's probably much more to your liking. Oh, absolutely. A lot of poutine, <laughs> and, and then other regular food, just regular North American food. Right. Right. You know. Uh, go ahead, Preston. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Colin. So you and Brad are are doing this show together, uh, and I know that um, uh, whose line, uh, you know, obviously is is still going forward. Have you guys been uh, able to do episodes while the pandemic has been happening, or has that all been put on hold? Uh, no, uh, the best thing is we just um, got picked up for another season, which starts in January. We haven't filmed anything since uh, 2019. Oh, wow. But they have so many extra shows. I think we can keep going without actually working until 2025. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, there, there there are a ton of them, even in repeats, and they, they really age well. It, it always... They're always surprising and wonderful, and you forget every scenario. But it, it seems to be that improv comedy, especially the way that you guys do it, um, presents even more unique issues. For 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 example, a stand up comedian or monologist can get up there and do their deal and and deliver that. But you're 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 very um, connected through to the audience in ideas and feedback and so on and so forth. And when you're you're writing something basically off the top of your head that hasn't been audience tested that response can sort of meter the way you're performing. So how difficult has that been? Yeah, that has been uh, different. We, we realized how big the uh, audience, uh, how big a part they play in our show, because they, as you say, they tell us what's working, what isn't. It's we're doing a show where you don't, actually have any laughs. I mean, Brad is totally used to it. But, it really <laughs> <hurts>. <laughs> um, but um, you just have to go in with the confidence that oh, this this is kind of funny. Right. Um, also, we each have two computers, so we can see the audience, so we can kind of see them laugh, even though there's no laughter right. coming out. Um, how how is this going to play out with um, suggestions from the audience? Because that's one of the that's one of the uh, the base, uh, you know, attractions and 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 the participatory participatory manner of the of the audience in uh, the improv. It's it's one of the great draws to it. So how are you guys going to work that out with this uh, Zoom uh, event? Um, we we back, our tech team has done uh, an incredible job, and we can actually through a technology I don't understand, we can go into audience members' living rooms and actually talk to them. Huh. So they will. We've uh, been doing the show now for. Uh, almost two months, oh. and we're we're doing scenes with with the audience where they will 
we'll show up in their living room. We'll do a scene with them, and uh, we can get suggestions from them. Again, like our stage show, everything is uh, started with a suggestion from the audience. So that part hasn't been um, uh, too bad. We can still interact, which is, is great. That's pretty cool because I've, I've seen – apparently the numbers that are um – uh, that Zoom can achieve has skipped up dramatically, and at least the way the interface works, I've seen, uh, you know, uh, for parades and stuff like that. I think here for the for the Thanksgiving parade, they had like five hundred people. Um, you know, I, I I guess there's a like a tier system to that. So how large can your audience get? Um, is, is there a max out point, Colin? Uh, right now, we're uh, I think our max is two hundred. Okay. Although, uh, my my wife and I did a corporate show a couple of weeks ago and there were a thousand people wow so yeah i don't know how that happened (laughs) (laughs) what is what does that interface look like is it just just like a mosaic um it's just it was just like 10 pages of uh, faces wow interesting that is kind of cool though at least that's 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 a portal you can work with absolutely Hey, Colin, with all your years of doing improv, you know, uh, I would imagine you can, you can, in, in all the suggestions you get, you can, you can fall into some standards that you end up getting, uh, from people, you know, from time to time. And if that happens, are you always trying to do something fresh with the same suggestions that you might get? And is that difficult? Uh, absolutely. I mean, most of the work I, Brad and I do on this show is coming up with ways of asking for suggestions so we don't get the same thing right. over and over again. Right. Um, so we, we try to nip that in the bud. But, yeah, every once in a while you do get a suggestion you've um, had before, and it is difficult to um, sort of uh, come up with, with something different or attack it from a different point of view. But, so, you know, I let uh, Brad sort of uh, take that part, and then I'll just come in and be funny. It, it, is, okay. it is the framing of it. I, I did a little I had a, we had an improv troupe for, for a while, and, and, and that was it's the way you frame the, the audience suggestions that, that, that works. But you have a pedigree in this that goes back, and I had not heard this in Canada, something that's fairly common called theater sports. What, what is that? That was when I first saw uh, improv in 1980. Um, this English uh, gentleman who was living in Calgary started this thing called theater sports, which was you had two teams of improvisers. There was a referee who would issue uh, game challenges, and then there were judges who would judge. And at the end of the game, whoever had the most points would win. So um, that was the first time I'd seen improv. And um, from that time in 1980, within two years, there were theater sports leagues all around the world. Um, and then uh, Whose Line started happening. It, 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 there was just this explosion of improv, which right. thankfully happened because I have no other skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've written, and you're, 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 you're uh, being self-deprecating, but the truth of the matter is people who do this and excel at it the way you guys do, uh, there's something magical with that in-the-moment creation. So, like, on this show, we used to do a lot more recorded bits, but the, the it seems that people who listen to the show like to hear it happening in the moment, knowing that there's really no safety net, and that seems to work, you know, better for us. So when an audience knows that you're in there swinging and you're creating it on the spot, it seems to be an obvious, but to pull it off at the level that you guys pull it off is something to really, you know, behold when you're right there. Yeah, I mean, we've been very fortunate. I, I mean, I've been doing this for uh, over 40 years now. And also I work with people who I know and are good friends with and who are great improvisers. So 
that takes all of the worry away. You're basically just playing and having fun. And, you know, the audience, I'm like a stand-up where they will watch a, a, a stand-up and sort of sit back and go, okay, let's hear your point of view, make me laugh. Yeah. With improvisers, they have a vested interest in making and seeing the scenes work because they're giving us a suggestion. They're a part of it. So we have like 10 more minutes to suck. <laughs> well, that's, that's a way to look at it. I wanted to ask us doing some, some reading about you. And I don't, I never heard this story. And I watched a documentary on um, the making of Man in the Moon and Milos Foreman. And did, did you work on that film? It did. Yeah, this, this was my, this is my only really Hollywood story. I had met, um, Francine Maisler, who is a big casting agent in um, uh, L.A. And she said, you know, I, uh, I didn't know who you were, but my assistant is a really big fan of Who's Line, and I watched it, and I think you're great. She, she said, hey, wait a second. She picks up the phone and goes, hey, Milos, are you still looking for uh, an actor for that part? Okay. Uh, she, uh, so she says, um, they're on break right now. They're doing uh, Man in the Moon. Uh, can you go over there and meet with Milos Foreman? And I went, yeah, sure. So um, I go over. Um, they take me to his trailer. I sit down. He gives me the script. He reads with me. And then at the end, he goes, uh, do you want this? And I went, uh, yeah. He says, okay. I go to wardrobe. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I don't know why people think acting is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I actually got to do uh, the uh, scene with, uh, it was Paul Giamatti, my character, uh, runs a, sort of this new age health center where um, Andy Kaufman was. They find out he's dying and they want to pick him out so he doesn't die there. He gives the place a bad reputation. Huh. And they and so they, they cut it for the movie. They, they cut it. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> they cut it from the movie. Do when that happens, do you? Is it, I don't know if this is Hollywood, a violation of protocol, but could you pick up the phone and say, Hey guys, could I have a copy of that just from you know, or, or is is that verboten? No, I think you could, um, but you know, for some reason, uh, Milos Foreman changed his phone number immediately after that. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I would have loved to because I, I was actually very proud of that scene, and it was amazing working with Paul Giamatti, who, who's great, and yeah. you know, being directed by Milos Foreman is like a dream. So I, I wish I did have a record. For yeah. some reason, my wife thought it'd be cute. Uh, that Christmas, she gave me a, a copy of the shooting script with my part still in it. Oh, oh that's nice. And then did she, yeah. did she cross it out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm, I'm shocked she didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife is a very talented uh, comedy writer and comedian. Do you, do you, um, does marriage make improv easier or more difficult? Uh, it makes it easier. I mean, she is actually funnier and she's, the more outgoing of the two of us. She's a great storyteller. Um, we met when she hired me for Second City. Ah. Uh, it was before the Me Too thing. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a great time. We do a lot of shows together. We did one last night for a charity. And, um, yeah, it's a very, we have a very fun marriage. It's a, a lot of laughs, a lot of good times. Cool. Excellent. Well, a lot of laughs are coming on Saturday. Uh, it's a live improv show. Brad Sherwood and Colin Mockery together, and this is a this is family friendly, right, Colin? Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I read. I know. Anyway. I did say that kind of 
It, it is. Um, you know, during our stage shows, we, we always had a lot of families. So we, right. it's never any racier than the worst who's line, which. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, there you, you go. Walk. Yeah. You walk the line. That's fun. Okay. Yeah. For uh, sure. There'll be no swearing. That's okay. All, for sure. I can say that. All right. Boardwalkhall.com. We have been told is the easiest way for people to get tickets, but it's on Saturday, eight o'clock Two very, very funny guys doing yeah. some great stuff. And who knows? You might be interacting with them. So Colin, good luck with everything. Thanks for coming on this morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And, Absolutely. Uh, six for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Call them mockery, guys. Thanks, man. Take care. Good luck with everything. You did improv for a while, Steve? I did, yeah. So we stand, stand up, and then there was a, um, I was asked, which I thought was, you know, wow, wow. Because I was pretty new at stand up. Yeah. And so a guy had a, a group running. It worked out of clubs like Chuckles and Governors in New York. Anyone in, from New York would know these these clubs. And so we did it for a while. And it was good. Was it fun? It was very fun. It okay. was it was great. What you would end up, what you found out, and the question, very insightful question you asked, what ha- what happens is the same scenarios keep getting called out. So in a way, a lot of those shows are already scripted because you've already done those bits. Okay. So, uh, but there, it it always lends itself, and we always the fun of it was always changing things up and and right. taking something and turning it to the side. So there was a comedy sports group in Philadelphia. I went to one of their nights. Uh, instead of theater sports, it was right. comedy sports, I believe. Um, and it was in, um, it was on Chestnut. It's actually not too far from, um, uh, from Helium. Uh, and we had a great time. Yeah. It was excellent. It was probably seven or eight years ago, maybe even more. How'd you end up going there? Did you know somebody that was, uh... Some uh, friends. Our, our friends okay. had seen it, and they were like, hey, you want to go try this out? We're like, okay. sure. We went. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. My there's wife a, there's and I, a, I'm sorry, Case, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we, we went to Second City when we were in Chicago, and I just absolutely loved it. And those guys... State of the art. I mean, you're, lo- you're looking art. at, like, one of the absolute... The meccas of that. And yeah. so the people you're going to see there are at the, the top of their game. Uh, it, it's an amazing thing, though, though. They're, they're both of the same ilk to see somebody who is like just precise, like a John Mulaney in a stand up act. Right. That's a it becomes an entirely different animal in an improv yeah. setting. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and and so people who are great sometimes at stand up just flail when yeah. they, they, they don't know what to do with an improv thing. yeah they're too i mean you have to be you have to be funny to do both of them but yeah. in a different way and and uh, they're different animals so well all right cool um all right let's uh let's take a break and come back in a moment we have another guest lined up a little bit it's jeremy sisto we're going to talk to him about uh fbi which is back for a new third season on cbs and we still got some stuff to give away so we'll make sure we have a chance to win some goodies i do want to thank our friends from uh, what a crock yeah uh for being here and you can order online at what a crock meals and have your favorite meals delivered right to your doorstep nationwide. You can go to one of their four PA retail locations to grab some of your favorite flavors. You can even request curbside pickup. Watercrockmeals.com. We'll be right back. WMMR. Polluting more than just the airwaves. Hear us at WMMR.com. On our mobile app, smart speakers, and radio.com. We're happy to have our next guest on. Of course, uh, the FBI is back for a new third season. You can catch it Tuesday nights on CBS at 9 o'clock. So let's please welcome to our program Mr. Jeremy Sisto. Yeah. Hey! Good morning Hello. to you, Jeremy. How are we? I'm good, yeah. How are you guys doing? Doing good. well. Friday, man. Fridays, we're, we got that vibe. <laughs> yeah. So you know how it is. Friday is it. It's over the week. 
week is done, we survived another one. Yes, exactly. Uh, Preston and I were just talking, Jeremy, about how years ago the original FBI was, and and it's featured in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's a sequence where both uh, uh, DiCaprio and and Brad Pitt are sitting there watching an episode that that, that they appear in, and and it was the appointment television. That 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 everyone just got locked on that show. It's good to have the show back. Uh, what yep. what do you think it is about these shows that people can't get enough of? Because FBI has a special pedigree to it. Yeah, well, actually, you know, I think how the show uh, originated was the <clears throat> PR for the FBI, the PR person, which who knew the FBI had a PR person? But yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess they contacted um, Dick and yeah. uh, was and said, "Listen, you know, we've gotten some." Some weird press lately uh, where, you know, the FBI is starting to be seen as a political entity, and it really isn't. And, um, and you know, and they were hearkening back to the FBI show and saying a lot of a lot of people became FBI agents because they saw that show as a kid. And let's start something like that up again. And so that was the origin of, of it all. And, uh, and then Dick just used his, you know, his uh, magic sauce to create, uh, you know, another... Uh, another structure and, and show and, and uh, that could live for a long time, like Law and Order. Well, my, my, my brother was in the Secret Service and then uh, the uh, the Department of Justice. And, he and um, you know, th- those guys who are out, like like as the character that you portray, uh, Jubal Valentine, the, the, um, these, are, these, are peop- these are people who are out working the cases. And, I mean, there's the stories and the things that happen – you know, it's one of those conundrums that when they do their job well, we never hear <laughs> about this yeah, stuff. Exactly. And it's better that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's always cool to bring light to what these men and women are doing uh, on a constant mm-hmm. basis. Were, were you of an age? Were you? I mean, because FBI ran in repeats for many years. Did you watch the original? No, I've actually never seen it. Isn't that horrible? I, <laughs> yeah, no, I've uh, I've never seen it. But yeah, I, I love what uh, you know my character does. That was the, that was the, the thing that was so uh, sort of captivating to me when I got to have a little uh, you know um, uh, glimmer into the FBI itself and, right. and hang out with some of the guys was how connected they are to so many other agencies and how everyone wants to work with the FBI. That the FBI has a real uh, you know uh, front line, a real connection to so many different, uh, uh, you know, people that are fighting this. So they really are the, you know, you know so, so the, 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 guy, the role that I play is the man who takes all that information, all those people's work, and ties it together. And so it's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it always leads to sort of fun seeds, scenes, really. Oh. Yeah, be still there. Jeremy, you still there? Different people's work. So oh. I find that'll be a lot of fun to film. So yeah, you've had, actually had a really long career. It's it's uh, you know kind of grew up with you a little bit. I saw you in Clueless, but uh, when I saw your name come across my email yesterday that you were available for interviews today, I wanted to book this because, and I know this show wrapped up 15 years ago, but I just watched all of Six Feet Under for the first time. I started I started right in the beginning of the summer, and I watched it all summer long, and I finished up right around Labor Day. And your character in that show is amazing. Your story arc and. Um, you know, you played a guy who with, you know, bipolar disorder and you had these ups and these downs. And, and, and the, the show was just beautifully written and beautifully uh, directed and acted. And I wanted to ask you about your experience with that show. Yeah, and it was the beginning of uh, TV as we know it now, yeah. or at least all the cable streaming shows. You know, the fact that some of the most creative storytelling on film today is being done on TV is 
you know, you have to give a lot of credit to those early HBO shows, Six Feet Under, Sopranos. Um, you know, Alan Ball had just won the uh, American Beauty, um, the Academy Award, and this is kind of what he used that, uh, used that uh, his, uh, you know, what he built up to, uh, to create this show, Six Feet Under. And it was just an amazing show to be on, to be on a show where sometimes not much happened. There were episodes where there was just real life. And uh, it still had the same, you know, it still had the same profundity, the same feeling of, uh, you know, reflection of real life. And, yeah, the character was amazing. You know, I, I actually read for um, David um, and, and didn't get it. And and uh, Alan called me and said, you know, I want to write you this role. And, and so um, all along that experience felt like a, a real gift from him. Um, and it gave me a lot of confidence as an actor one thing to get a job in an audition it's another to have uh, a, a, a writer as talented as alan you know writing you these very difficult scenes to pull off and uh, assuming that you'll be able to pull them off but yeah really yeah it I, was a, it was a great experience and it was great to be on something where within the industry everyone understood how important it was as a stepping stone to the future of the industry. Well, you, you it, I mean, you've been a part of a lot of the pop culture stuff that has had legs. I, I, I tweeted out a while ago, I said, you know, I mean, here's my statement. Clueless is a perfect film. And the response was huge <laughs> of so many people. It, yeah. Amy Heckling, that moment in time, that thing that means so much to so many people, you know, like as with Six Feet Under or, you know, uh, all, all of the things that you've been involved with. And yet you, you can for an actor to be able to reinvent himself and have the opportunity, he's got to be incredibly fulfilling. Well, it's a, it's a relief is what it is. Yeah. You're right. As an actor, you never know when your last job has come and gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I was on Law and Order for three years. And then, you know, I did a show called Suburgatory. I loved it. The reason I got that show was because the creator, Emily, uh, she was a fan of Clueless, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and so there was a few years in there after Clueless came out. I was in a bunch of other studio films at the time, and they all flopped, and they were kind of darker things, and, uh, and so for a long time, Clueless felt like, oh, no, is that going to be this thing that I did, and then my career is going to go away, and it's almost going to feel like a failure because yeah. I had some success. Um, and, uh, and of course, 10, 15 years later, I, I have nothing but, uh, you know, respect and, and, and gratitude for being a part of it. Um, but it also allowed, yeah, allowed me to jump from law and order doing this, you know, cop thing to, uh, to doing a comedy on ABC and to jump back into this, uh, on FBI, FBI with, yeah. you know, yeah, it was a new, it was a new version of it. I wasn't out there. You know, uh, the reason I wanted to do it is because I wasn't out there like it was in Law and Order asking questions. It was a different version of crime fighting. It was crime fighting within a an office space. You know, I, I I grew up on like things like war games and 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 those war room type uh, uh, scenes where there's a bunch of screens on the wall. And yeah. One, one person trying to to make sure everyone's going in the same direction. That was that was kind of a you know an idea that I liked and, and seemed like a fun thing to be a part of. It's got all the right stuff uh, that you know that, that makes these things compelling. I have to ask you because I don't know if this is true or false. Were you in the "We're Not Going to Take It" video, Twisted Sister? <gasps> I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't for years. That was. I, I think it is. It still on Wikipedia. Oh. I saw it. I saw it in two sources, and so I, I don't remember. I'm like I, that doesn't seem right. It looks. It looks a 
little like me. Uh, no, that's been uh, for since the beginning of my career. For about 15 years, there was a story that I used to be a professional bocce ball player. <laughs> that was a that was a fun. That was a fun one. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You that's one you can that. keep. I like that. Keep yeah. the bocce yeah. ball. Kind of get away with it. We we had a run of people who who uh, on their uh, IMDb had them in the movie The Lake House, uh-huh. and and it's you know and like you you look for verifying sources. I'm thinking. Twisted Sister, really? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem right. I, it didn't even put you at the right age. Um, I, yeah, I think I think actually you're right. I think I was a little a little bit too young yep. for it, but you know it was. I think it was, it was a big video, and it was kind of a, an iconic uh, image. So, and I think my name was Sisto. So I think I don't know. People just got confused. It was yeah, clear enough. They it's, went with it. It's honestly not too late for the. For the bocce ball thing, though, you could get up to speed on that. So, the Twisted Sister oh. bocce ball video. Yeah. Perfect. I'm talking about golden years on the bocce court. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, good to talk to you, man. Have a great weekend, brother. We'll see you sometime soon, okay? You too, guys. Thanks right, for man. having me. FBI, yeah. man, new third season. That's great, man. You know, it's funny because uh, with a character like that, when, when I first saw him in Clueless, and I mean, he played that guy Elton, and he's kind of like a cad. Yeah. And like, uh, and you can't help it. You think of a guy that way. And he's right. He had played these sort of darker, you know, unlikable roles. And then in uh, Suburgatory, it was like he was self-deprecating and funny. I'm like, oh, this guy's... But you can't help it. It's the way you perceive someone Certainly. through that window. Yeah. yeah. Like the, um, the guy who... And, and I can't remember the actor's name. So in, in The Breakfast Club, he plays uh, Vern, the, uh, uh, the principal, the assistant yes. principal. And in almost every role he's ever played, he just is that hard-ass douchebag guy. But according to the cast, couldn't be a sweeter man. I know. I like, know. Like, he was just the nicest guy. And and you just don't... I can never see him that way. Never. You can't. It, because, and it also underserves... I'm sure he'd be happier with you thinking of him as those... His performance is so good that you can't help but see him that way. When someone does a hang, hangs a 180, though, with the yeah. way their characters have been, yeah. it's always... A, if they do it right, it's a bit of a revelation. Paul Gleason was That's it, yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, Walton Goggins, for instance, Walter right? Go- oh, my God. We, yeah. we're, I just finished watching Fat Man last night, and he's a bastard in that, sh- in that movie. But there's a show on CBS called Unicorn. And he's he's a single dad and, yeah. and funny yeah. and, and very touching. And it's called... Who would have known? It's called Unicorn because he is, you know, what females, yeah. I guess, refer to as a, a unicorn, which is like, you know, kind of like the perfect guy. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, nice. Billy effing Zabka, man. That guy was a total <laughs> oh! jerk my entire life. Turns out, no, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. You know, but man, every role that he played, you're like... I hate this guy because you know that guy in school. You knew that guy growing up. It's just, you know, that's good acting. There are tons of other people who have gone on. What's the other side, though? Somebody who's who's played this most angelic, wonderful character. And then plays a psycho. Known as for, no, but then in real life is. Oh, yeah, like Wallace Sean or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mel Gibson. I mean, you know, he's uh, got a pretty checkered past. But but he had a, he he could be a hard ass on screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I guess he was beloved for his, for a lot of his characters. As Santa Claus in this one. I mean, he he is, he has some moments. He delivers, man. I'm going to, I may have, I'm going to try to find time this weekend to see that. You know, it's cool too. And it's, so think of that guy, that gruff guy. But, you know, Santa knows everything about you. 
Yeah. So right. yeah. Oh, and yeah. that that happens. <laughs> it's cool. You're yeah, just cool. meeting this guy on the street. Right. And he, yeah. like, he knows your name. Yeah. Where you're from. You're like, oh, Jesus. These guys <laughs> show up from the military and they're there. And he looks at the one guy. He goes, yeah, I know your story. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little touch and go oh. for you there for a little while. Oh. <laughs> you saw it too? Yeah. yeah, yeah I finished yeah. it last night. Did you like it? I really did. I okay. really, I, I wish, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll. No, not maybe. I will. I will watch it again because I watched it in like three different chunks. Yeah. Uh, I I would like to watch beginning to end. Okay. It's actually not even that long. No. It's like like an hour and a half maybe. Okay. Um, You know, we have some giveaways and I think we should play a game. I think we should do a contest. I think we should play skin tags again. Uh, Screen (laughs) tags. I know. (laughs) Screen tag uh, is the name of the game. And uh, the way that it works, all you have to do is agree or disagree with uh, members of the Preston and Steve show. Because Steve has written down some famous taglines for movies. He'll give them to us. We have to identify the movie. And then you can agree or disagree. Now, keep in mind, we might be trying to trick you. You never know. Yeah. It's going to be, it depends on how sharp you are and all this stuff. So, 215-263-WMMR. We have a variety of prizes to give away for this particular contest. And, Casey, what are some of the things we'll be giving away? Well, we do have some digital downloads from movies. One of them is Buddy Games with Josh Dumal. Uh, he actually stars and directs in that film as well. This is a cool download. Digital download of the action classic Blade. Bl- the Blade. Blade. The Blade. The original Blade. Yes. Awesome Blade 2. Awesome Blade 3. Eh. But uh, Blade but the original, that's what we have. Fantastic. Yeah. And then we also have a great $25 What a Croc gift card. It's Ooh, a great one. That's a movie night. It's, yeah. uh, it's not Case, a regular gift card. It's a great one. Case, give me some, uh, some music underneath. And while yeah. you're getting that ready, I want to remind people that we do have a, a new Daily Rush video for you to view. It is called The Weekend Didn't Get a Grammy Nomination. <laughs> it says, The Weekend is mad that Da Baby, Da Brat, and Da Bella got nominations. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. So you can watch it now at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. So uh, we'll get contestants on the line to play screen tags, and uh, we'll try each other out. So let's go to the phone lines, get some players, and give some stuff away. So I'm going to go to Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning, Steve. All right. I'm going to go first. Steve Morrison is going to read to me a tagline of a film. I will tell you what I think it is, and then you, Steve, the listener, have to guess. Uh, you have to either agree or disagree with my answer, okay? Sounds good. All right, let's try this out. All right, this screen tagline. The mission is a man. The mission is a man. I'm going to say that that is the very first Mission Impossible film, Mission Impossible 1. Well, Steve, you either have to agree or disagree with me. I disagree. I know where that's from. Ooh, oh, okay. Where is it from? What do you think it's from? Saving Private Ryan. He's right. Ah! Nice work, Steve. Good job. Well done, Steve. Wow. Well done. That's great. Steve, you have just won yourself a $25 What a Crock gift card. Uh, whatacrockmeals.com. That's whatacrockmeals.com. They are super, really yummy, uh, ready meals for your uh, slow cooker. For your tummy. really yummy. Well, I'm looking Feels for Feels so a, good in your tummy. Uh, it's, uh, how about this? Skip the supermarket. Easy, convenient, safe, ready-made home meals for the slow cooker. Super real yummy. yummy. Yes. Super right. real yummy. Let's go to listener Eric next. Hey, Eric, good morning. Good morning. 
All right. Oh, yeah, Eric, you're ready for the weekend. Um, all right, Eric, uh, let's go with uh, Casey over here. Okay? I'm ready for you. This one's Eric. actually this is perfect for uh, Eric. All right. Why so serious? Ooh. Okay. This is uh, Joker. All right. He says it's the movie Joker. It's the Eric. movie Joker. Do you agree? agree. Or, you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, man. Mm, incorrect. incorrect. Oh, Sorry, dude. <laughs> now, do we go to another caller, or we can if you want? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we can't because he's already given. We his can't answer. if you want. Yeah. They would. Well, they could agree or disagree with Casey's right. answer. Um, no, they can't no, they because can. it's wrong. Guy, oh, you're right. They know the answer. <laughs> All right. Just you want to screw you? I forgot there were only two choices. <laughs> you know, you want to. You know what it is. Yeah, right? it's Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's a good one. Yeah. I love that one. All right, uh, Kath, you want to play? Yeah. Okay. Let me go to Paul. Hi, Paul. Good morning. <laughs> yes, he is Paul. He's doing Paul McCartney. I love it. All right, Paul, uh, this is for Kathy. You'll have to agree or disagree. And it's a perfect movie because I'm sure Kathy watches this one all the time. It came for the thrill of the hunt. It picked the wrong man to hunt. Uh. <laughs> Kathy, you and I were just talking about this movie we yesterday. Were? Yeah, yeah. I don't even have a guess. It came for the thrill of the so, hunt. What a it, poker Kathy, player. Yeah, what a poker. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to pretend that you know what the answer is. <laughs> oh, I don't have a very good hand. So, Paul, you have won yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a crocodile. I mean, you could say steel magnolias or anything. Hey, just Paul, to, just to, if you do it confidently, you might trick him. Paul, do you happen to have a guess on what it is? No, uh, it's not ringing a bell. Okay. Wow. But I do know the origin of Meat Stick. Uh, you have to take away Casey's fish card. <laughs> oh, he knows the the origin of oh, Meat Stick. Oh, the, the song. Right. Kathy, what what movie? I think it's from Elf. Okay, Elf. she says it's from Elf. <laughs> do you agree uh, with that? Uh, I think I'll disagree. Okay, okay. it's from Predator. Predator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to mouth the word to Kathy. She's on my FaceTime right now. Uh, but that means you win, Paul. What Paul, do we have, Case? Congratulations. You won yourself a super awesome, yummy, what a crock gift card. Whatacrockmeals.com. And these are set, uh, ready-made, homemade meals for the slow cooker. And, Paul, what's the origin of meat stick? Do you really know? Oh, yeah. Uh, in 1997, uh, they were over in Europe. And they got back to their bar, uh, the mini bar in their room late one night, only had a Vienna sausage. And most of the guys are vegetarians, so they, like, <laughs> kind of wrote the song, kind of, that was their only option to eat the meat stick. Meat. Okay. All right. All right. Good. That's a good story. As good as any. I like it. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Hang on. All right. We'll take care. Let me go to Pat, and we'll get Nick on this one. Nick, Pat, ready to go, guys? Yeah. All Ray. right. All right, Rattlers. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Pat, here right. we go. Yes. Your move, Your screen tag is, if you can't get a date, make one. Oh, I know this, Pat. Mm. Um, Makes one of us. <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me on this one. Uh, it's weird science. Uh, I agree. Sounds like it He's right. Yeah, yeah. nice, Pat. Excellent. So we got a prize for Pat. What is it, Kate? Pat, we have a digital download of the action classic Blade as a half vampire, half mortal man becomes a protector of Blade of the human race. Blade. You can own it on 4K Ultra HD and Digito today. All right. Marissa wants to play. Give me a shot, Steve. All right. Let me go to, let me get a caller for you here, Marissa. You're going to be playing with Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. All right, Chris, you get to play with Marissa. Here we go. All right, Marissa. 
Your uh, screen tag is, if they hear you, they hunt you. Oh, that has to be um, the one with John Krasinski, the um, silent... Um, uh, 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 um, the, I know Elf? the movie Quiet, Quiet Place, Quiet Place, Quiet Place. Okay, she <laughs> said. I knew it as soon as she said it. I just couldn't remember the name of the movie. Who Quiet said it? Place. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The clue. Yeah. All right. She says it's Quiet Place. Chris, do you agree or disagree? I agree. She's right. Hey! Excellent work. All right. So, Chris, you have won yourself our final $25 What a Crock gift card. So, you have a ready made homemade meals for the slow cooker. You can order online at whatacrockmeals.com. That's whatacrockmeals.com. Now, listen, for anybody listening right now, if you use the code Casey, spelled C A S E Y, you get a free portion on your first order of $50 or more. I love that movie, Quiet Place. Yeah, it's great. Um, the second one they're working on. No, it was done, Preston. It was oh. ready. To, it was ready to be released in April. So I, I would uh, uh, this past April. So my guess is it's going to end up getting one of these direct to home releases, right? Because if you're seeing what what, uh, what I forget the movie company that did it was it Warner Brothers that yeah. decided to release everything. Um, this is the kind of movie, though, that for a, a low investment has a big return. So they'd love to get that box office money. Right. But unless they want to sit on it for another year, you know, I can't see them doing it. So release it to the home. I did see a couple of holes in that in that movie, though. And, yeah. and I may be wrong. And, and when, so, you know, and spoiler alert, yeah. uh, there, there are a couple of little spoilers. Here. You know, when they go into the uh, um, uh, the soundproof room right. in the basement, why didn't they just go down there all the time? Right. That you know? I don't know. Or yeah. when they build a house near the waterfall where they can't hear anything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple there of little, couple things. Yeah. But listen, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's a great movie. Yeah. But I guess maybe moving all that stuff. Or yeah, maybe... it would make some noise. And the, so. the original title was A Stupid Place. Yeah. A Stupid Place. And why didn't Marty McFly go back maybe an hour before right. Doc right. Brown gets shot? A little bit further. So you're right, Casey. Yeah. I shouldn't worry about these things. And why a shark? Let me go to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Eric. How you doing, man? Good, how you doing? Good, you and me on this one, bud. You ready? I'm ready. All right, Steve, what you got? I think this is in your wheelhouse, Preston. The true story of a real fake. The true story of a real fake. Oh, I know this one. Um, It is on the tip of my tongue. A real story of a true fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's uh, the jerk, Steve Martin. I will agree. That is incorrect. I uh, made it up. Uh, uh, sorry. Can I take a guess? Uh, 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 I love your conviction. Uh, Kathy wants to guess. All right. Hey. What is, is it? it catch Kathy? me if you can. It is Kathy. Hey. And you're right. That is in my wheelhouse. I love yes, that movie. Yes. I just couldn't wow. get the clues. All right. Let's go to another caller. And uh, it is Casey this time is going to play. Hi, Nicole. Good morning, it. Uh, good, good morning, morning it. Bring it to you, Nicole. All right. You ready, Nicole? I'm ready. All right, Nicole, this is uh, Casey's playing. Casey, work sucks. Okay. Now, just so you guys know, I haven't gotten any of these ones right, but this one I'm going to donk. It's office space. Uh, That was my guess, so I'm going to agree. 
You're both right. I wasn't so sure about that. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You played it well. All right. So, Nicole, we have one, but I'm going to let you have it. A digital download of Buddy Games. Josh Dumas stars and directs in this wild and hilarious, no-holds-barred comedy featuring Dax Shepard, Olivia Munn, and Nick Swartzen. It's about six lifelong friends who reunite for an insane competition of absurd physical and mental challenges for the chance to win $150,000. You can buy it or rent it today on digital and DVD rated R from Paramount Pictures. Nice. How many prizes? We got do three we left. We have three left. How many? Uh, we, we got more than enough. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Tom. Try it out. Uh, Tom, good morning. No sad, bro. No sad. It's Friday, man. All right, so. It's Friday. Tom is going to play with Kathy, and uh, we're playing screen tag. So here we go. All right, Kathy. Everyone has one special thing. Everyone has one special thing. Oh, um, hold on. Hold on. I know it. Yeah. Elf. <laughs> I think it's Christmas Chronicles 2. Christmas, oh, Christmas Chronicles, Chronicles 2. 2. Okay. Tom? Uh, no. <laughs> well played. It's Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights! What was the tag again? Everyone has one special thing. Dirk Diggler's dong. It's his penis. Okay, I gotcha. All right, Tom, here's what we have for you, bud. All right, Tom, you have our final digital download of Buddy Games. Josh Dumal stars and directs in this movie. It's a funny movie. Uh, You can buy it or rent it today on digital and DVD. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Hey, Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, just going back to A Quiet Place 2. They're saying released in theaters on uh, uh, April 23rd of next year. So, Steve, to your point, it it might all change and some of these things are fluid with... Uh, especially with the announcement that Warner Brothers made yesterday. But right now, April 23 in theaters. Okay, nice. Uh, going back to Boogie Nights uh, for a second. Uh, one of um, um, one of Burt Reynolds' best roles, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. One of his, one of his absolutely... Uh, so if you take, for me, uh, Deliverance, he's fantastic in it, going back early. Uh, the End as a comedy, he's great. Oh, God, we uh, love that movie. Uh, he's just tremendous in that. When he... When when Diggler is refuses to he he wants to film the scene yeah, now right and 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 uh, Burt Reynolds is saying well hang on hang yeah, on yeah. We're gonna, no 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 and they they have that confrontation yeah yeah I mean it seems real it seems Burt Reynolds is freaking and out you know what throughout that excellent. movie Burt Reynolds is like oh this is I don't even know is this even working it's yeah. Yeah, like he was difficult to work with yeah and then he he admitted it was it, it's. It, it, on a pure acting level, his best. Yeah. yeah. Better yeah. than Cannonball Run, huh? <laughs> Any excuse to play this music. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. I realized I was just, uh, I, I was laughing like uh, George McFly there. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the phones we go. And it is Nick's turn? Yeah. All right. Let's get uh, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good. All right, Nathan. You're playing with Nick. Screen tag. All right. It's going to give you something a little bit easier, Nick, but I think you can handle this one. When he said, I do, he never said what he did. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Huh. Again, this is in our show wheelhouse. Oh, it is? Oh, 
it ends up in our wheelhouse. Say it again. When he said, I do, he never said what he did. I know what it is. It's Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. Nathan? I, I trust you, Nick. I agree. Sorry, oh, man. man. <laughs> he, he doesn't know. He immediately said know. sorry. Did he get uh, it, though? No, it's no. true lies. Oh! oh! Now it makes sense. Yeah, Damn it. I should have okay. known that one. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry, Nathan. See ya. All right. That means that uh, Marissa is up for this next one. So let's get John online. John, good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet, bud. So we're doing uh, screen <laughs> tags. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah. Uh, All right. well, let's try it out. All right, Marissa. His whole life was a million to one shot. was a million to one shot. It's got to be Brewster's Millions. Ooh, okay. John, what do you think? I'm going to agree. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. I was thinking it was Alf. No, uh, may, I thought maybe Rocky or something A like million? that. Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I started actually thinking Cinderella Man, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. That would have been good, too. His whole life Sorry, was, John. was A million, million to one shot. shot. Yeah. It's, it's, a it's like a it's billion. It's like a billion. <laughs> you know, it's ancient. Oh, it's because of inflation? Yeah. All right. Oh, why is that not playing? That's right. Oh, damn it. That's right. It stinks. All right. Let's go next to listener John. Hi, John. You're on the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're playing screen tags. I think it's my turn now. Ah. All right. So I'll play with John. Do you want a a, a, di- a slightly difficult one, Preston? I think you could get You, you know, give me whatever right. you feel All I can right. handle, bro. All right. This is a, uh, I'll say this is a, a cult movie that's a horrible movie. Wow. And listen to the uh, the words in the screen tag. Okay. When a girl has a heart of ice, there's just one way to melt it. Add more ice. That's a lot of words for a tag. Yeah. Um, one more time, please, if you will. When a girl has a heart of ice, there's just one way to melt it. Add more ice. Ice. I have something in mind, uh, and I'm wondering if it is. I'm going to give you a clue. Okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Cutting Edge. Oh. The Cutting Edge is an ice skating movie. John. I you I know you're wrong. Oh, you yes. know I'm wrong. Wow. <laughs> what is it then? What do you think There's it is? A- this is a terrible movie, dude. What? Uh, it's cool as ice. Cool as ice. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. Vanilla Ice? The Vanilla Ice movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Nice job. I thought it was Cutting <laughs> Edge, too. Yeah. Topic. <laughs> yeah. What was, do we have for him, Casey? I, what? Yeah, John, we have a digital download of the action classic Blade. 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 <laughs> Blade. <laughs> I can't get cool as ice. No, we don't have cool we don't as ice. Have we have a Blade on uh, 4K Ultra HD and digital today. Cool Do you remember that movie? Ice. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was horrible. Uh, you came to drop the zero and get with the hero. Yes, man. exactly. And he was he was a badass motorcycle guy. Oh, my guy. God, like yeah. motorcross. Yeah, it wasn't oh, yeah, uh, no, when it you were on the street bike. No. It was no. like a dirt bike. No. Yeah. You, you, you get your, uh, your Zeke Haverichis dirty. Oh, my God. And it was at that time he had his highest yeah, yeah. on his hair, that point that went up. Um, yeah. All right, uh, we just have one more prize. I don't know if we'll get it on this next caller or not, but let's try it out. And it's uh, Ka- uh, no, it's Casey's turn. Uh, I got Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, we are playing screen tags. You ready? Yes, I am. All right, Casey. I got you. 
the longer you wait, the harder it gets. Okay. The longer you wait, the harder it gets. All right, give me a second here, cause uh, I, I, all right, I got all, I got the actor. Hang on a second. Um, oh, jeez. Elf. No, 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 no. It's it, Ryan Reynolds. Um, oh God. Uh, it's waiting, waiting. It's um, the movie about um, waiters, waiters and stuff. Yeah, waiting. Rocco. Um, disagree. He disagrees. Good, yeah. Good for you, Rocco. It's 40-year-old virgin. All right. Oh, man. The longer you wait, the harder it gets. All right. That's, uh, that's a winner, right? Yes, Rocco, right. you have won our final prize of the morning, and that is a digital download of the action classic... The blade. The blade. The blade. Uh, this is a half-mortal <laughs> man. Uh, becomes a protector of the human race. So you can own it today on 4K Ultra HD and digital today. How many more spares you got, Steve? I got a couple, so... Um... You want to do them just for fun? Burn yeah. them off? Well, okay. All right, it was Nick's turn. Okay, oh, no, it was my turn. Oh, right. Kathy's turn, sorry. Kathy, I'll give you an easy one. Okay. Houston, we have a problem. Apollo 13? Yeah! Oh, my God! Oh, my God. A space movie. Wow. Yes. That was a good movie. It is a good All right. movie. All right. Excellent. Yeah. We're getting there. All right. Nick? All right. All right. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, uh, you're going to fully transform me into have a space drink. Baby steps. All right. Uh, <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh, this is a... That's, that's a, a classic. classic. Yeah. Tagline. Um, you know what's funny is I have a hard time remembering what that is from, Nick. Yeah, same. Um, is it Poltergeist? Oh, I know it. Kathy? Um, 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 Freddy Krueger. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street. No. no. <gasps> Anybody else? Um, be afraid. Be very afraid. It's not, uh, Friday the 13th. Is no. it Charles? Oh, wow. uh, I'll give you a clue. David Cronenberg. I don't even know who that is. The director. Right. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, The Fly? The Fly. Yes. Oh, okay. wow. Hey. That's a great uh, tagline, but I don't it's associate it with that movie. That. Yeah, it's a dumb movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's back. Now here's the bonus tagline. I'll throw this out to all of you guys. All right. Just because you were accepted doesn't mean you belong. Back to school. Mean Girls. Ooh. Think more dramatic. Just because you were accepted doesn't mean you belong. School Weren't ties. Hunting. School ties. Bing. You got it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right, well done. I like that movie. Any more left? Uh, that. <laughs> let me see. Uh, did I hit them all? Yeah, I, I got them all. Okay, yeah. that was hey, it. Nick. Right. Uh, Smokey Joe's Cafe. Come on, baby. <laughs> no. You don't remember that? I do remember, but I'm not going to say the sing-along. What's going on here? Uh, it was all the boys hanging out in the dorm room in their underpants singing Smokey Joe's Cafe. Because yeah. really? that's what boys do. They hang out in their underwear. And... Matt Damon was an anti-Semite. Yeah. Brendan Fraser was going to this, this school. I know uh, that, Affleck. but why are they all singing together? Because that's what they did back in the day. Okay. That's what Some they good did old they... homoerotic fun. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, that is a fun game. It is. I like. I'll work up some more. Yeah, yeah. please do. I mean, there's, uh, there's lots of movies out there, but uh, the taglines are, are pretty cool. It's hard to. Uh, that, yeah. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I never would have associated that with the fly. Well, uh, he says the line like in the movie. movie. He says the line to her. Oh. Does yeah. He? he says, "Be afraid." Uh, no, she she says it. She's. Um, 
there is a woman he has up to when he's transforming and he has these he has these physical attributes now. He's strong and everything, hey, but stuff's real, going wrong. He's real virile. And so, and, yeah, yeah, Gina yeah. Davis says to the woman, be afraid, be uh, very afraid. Okay, nice. All right, um, with that, we should take a quick break. Come back in a second. I still have some bizarre file stories that I'm waiting to share with you. And then we still got some more things to give away. It's Friday morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. We have totals for you. Total weight of food. Over two and a half million pounds of food. That's 1,268 plus tons of food. Monetary donations. $1,449,000. The overwhelming amount of that came through Acme. At the register. From our listenership and their customers were blown away by this. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, putting Philly first. So we have a new item. We have several cool items uh, in the MMR Rock Shop, and this is aisle one, I believe, uh, when you go to the Rock Shop. And uh, courtesy of uh, Greg the Grinning Graphics Guy. So good. Greg Monahan. He has created a special <laughs> Rantlers line of products. Rantlers! Um, so what he did is he took the famous image of Rocky, uh, as he's in his training sweats. It's when he's standing on the art museum steps and throws the fist up in the yeah. air, one, one arm up in the air. And it's, it's the back of Rocky. Essentially. It's a, it's a rear view of him. And he has antlers coming out of his head <laughs> and he's got Christmas lights hanging on the antlers. It's mm-hmm. great. And it says underneath it in big, bold, uh, type Rantlers. With an exclamation point. Yes. So we have that available as a sticker, if you'd like. Or you can get the long-sleeve Rantlers t-shirt. I think that's nice. what I'm doing. Rantlers! Yeah. I need the sticker. I have, um, but if only if I can put it on my car window. Because, uh, you know, so if it's a vinyl sticker that's, you know, weather impervious or whatever, that okay. would look perfect on my car window. I have a question. Yeah. Can, can you get these things in a variety of colors, yeah. the, these shirts? Right yeah. I see the, the dots below. Yes. But yeah, okay, that's what that is. I have yet to order from the Rock Shop, so it's available in four different colors. Every time I get something like in white, I get burned. Like, I, I, I yeah, stain it immediately. I'm too. like, ah, uh, so I, I have to use that insurance for my stupidity, uh, I'd go with the gray probably yeah. if I yeah, were to get nice. this because you can get uh, you can get the dark uh, heather, which is which is a cool yeah um, combination of colors. All right, so that's available. And then Connor, go back to the uh, the page. So we have the new Rantlers stuff and Rantlers. So, some of the other uh, the other products. If you would, uh, he was there was a Gadzooks uh, face mask, and there was also a Gadzooks um, Christmas sweater. Uh, that is available. Can you click on that? I, I, I'm, the light is obscuring it. Okay, yeah. On the Christmas sweater? Ah, yeah, oh, there you go. Nice! Yeah, so it's available in a variety of colors as well. So... And you know what else? If you have a Preston Steve fan on your list, you can get that. What else? Did you guys know about the calendar poster? No. Oh. Yes. I just got an email from Eric Simon. It says, your calendar poster is now for sale if you want to oh, plug that today. Really? This, this literally came in like three minutes ago, so, oh. uh, so that's why you didn't get it yet. Uh, if you want to plug that today, here's some copy. I will start an official liner this weekend. Preston and Steve 2021 Totally Office Calendar Poster on sale now, aisle two of the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The price is $9.33 plus shipping, which is only 4 bucks. Not bad at all. Uh, 18 inches by 24 inches heavyweight cardstock shipped in a tube for safe arrival. So that poster, if you weren't able to come down to Camp Out for Hunger, is now available aisle two 
in the MMR Rock Shop at MMR.com. Also available is a Gadzooks ornament. Uh, we have the No Sad Bro socks. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> no Sad Bro beanie, you know, a, a knit cap. Yeah. Uh, so all, all, your, good stuff. all your Preston and Steve fans that happen to be on your list, uh, you can get them some swag. It's a nice little stocking stuffer. I've actually, over the past couple months, I've purchased a fair amount. I purchased the, uh, the No Sad Bro. I got two shirts, uh, which are great, and I got the face masks. But I, I kind of like the Gadzooks one a little bit better. And, of course, there's lots of uh, cool MMR vintage logo uh, items that are that are new uh, that you can check out as well. And, and those are great for uh, fans of, of, you know, everybody on uh, on MMR and, and the whole radio station Excellent. in general. So there's a lot of good things. If you haven't considered that uh, for your holiday shopping, uh, then you should uh, jump on to WMMR.com and take a look at that and click and purchase. All right. We need to do the Bizarre Files. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by God Shawls. You can make the switch to God Shawls Real Wood Smoked. 80% less fat turkey bacon. And check out Brian Westbrook's game day recipe at GodShawls.com. A Florida fruit salesman was arrested Tuesday because he pulled out a gun and pointed it at another fruit salesman for not raising his prices. So he was being undersold, and he figured the best way to level the playing field was to threaten him with death. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Yoan Quinonez, a Stock Island fruit vendor, is facing charges of aggravated assault with a weapon and carrying a concealed firearm without a license after deputies said he got into an argument with a competing fruit vendor. Your kumquats are too cheap. The argument uh, started when Quinonez approached the uh, victim and started an argument saying the man was undercutting his price on sugarcane juice. Sugarcane juice? Yeah, Quinonez sells his juice for $3 while the other man sells his for $2 nearby. Uh, well, you know, that's that's the way the free market works. Uh, the man was caught on a cell phone video showing his gun off in his waistband during the argument and then eventually pointing the gun at his competitor and saying that he would fire every bullet into the man. Uh, Canonez was was taken into custody with the sheriff's office. The organizer of a swingers convention that is linked to at least 41 cases of coronavirus says if he could go back in time, he said, quote, I would not produce this event again. The Naughty in Nolens convention is held in mid-November. Roughly 250 people attended the event, down from about 2,000 people last year. Organizer Bob Hannaford said that people had to test for COVID-19 before arriving, and half of them reported having antibodies. Attendees were then given color-coded wristbands depending on their status. Uh, Hanford said participants were told to social distance and keep contact diaries. How do you social distance during an orgy? And several have shared with him that they became complacent on the last day of the event, and that's probably why they ended up positive. Honestly, that's you don't want to go to a sloppy orgy. One of the participants is now hospitalized with the virus and in serious condition, and Hanford said that he would have organized the event uh, if he, quote, uh, he wouldn't have organized the event if he knew what I know now. It weighs on me and it will continue to weigh on me until everyone's 100% better. What did you not know then, dude? <laughs> There's only been just a slight bit of warning going on. I mean, on past- paper, though, a 2,000-person orgy seems safe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you draw up the plan. Yeah. I don't see any downside to this. <laughs> All right, next is the story of Wally the Wallaroo. He was rescued from the Illinois River, but not before he took police on a wild chase for roughly a couple of hours Wednesday afternoon throughout town. 
Uh, this is according to Nathan Drool, the pet owner. He said, I have never ran like that. I was surprised it was hours of him just running around. It's a wallaroo, you said? Yeah, it's a wallaroo, yes. Uh, so it's a cross between, I believe, a kangaroo and a wallaby. Yeah. Uh, Wally initially escaped from his home. It's a marsupial. I do know that. Yes. Wally initially escaped from his home earlier, uh, early afternoon, slipping through his harness. Uh, Drool said it was normal just letting him outside. He had his harness, and there was this one strap that was too loose on him, and he got it off and took off. This was the first time. Police received a call at 1.15 p.m. Oh, very normal to let my Wallaroo run around. And immediately began the search for Wally. The Wallaroo made it, uh, its way past the post office, the American Red Cross building, the vicinity of the U.S. 6 ramp, Route 251, along the railroad tracks on Water Street. Past while, the Spencers and across the street from the Kentucky Fried Chicken. While Wallaroos moved swiftly, some up to 30 miles per hour, police kept tabs on its every move. Radio 30 miles per hour? Updates yeah. to each other and following I'm it. watching video. This guy hauls ass. I yeah. want one. It's like, it's like a small <laughs> kangaroo. Uh, Wally's owner and police were able to find the Wallaroo taking a short rest in some brush located between Mays Lumber and the Illinois River. While officials waited for animal control, the Wallaroo spontaneously tried to evade those close to him and stumbled down to the riverbank and into the river. The river rescue team was then called as Wally began treading water. It was radioed to the rescue team. It would take about 30 minutes to reach the location. Drool then went down to the riverbank to try and call Wally toward the shore, but it was to no avail. Wally. As police sent... Wally. As police sent for the team, they spotted a nearby fishing boat. Officials and bystanders flagged down the boat as the fisherman picked up Wally in a net. Drool said he was fortunate to see the fisherman and said that it was a case of being at the right place at the right time. Uh, he said it was lucky of them to be there at the time because he was kind of giving up, and you could tell that he was giving up. He had a gun out. Uh, Wally was cre- crated and transported to Animal Hospital, and Dr. Allison Speyer treated her there, treated him there, noting that he was cold from the water and had appeared uh, to have a few abrasions. Wally was wrapped in blankets, heating pads, helped to bring his temperature up to normal, spending many minutes treading in the cold water. Drool said he has owned the almost two-year Wallaroo for about six to seven months. Uh, he said, I've always been to, in, into exotic animals. I love animals, and a Wallaroo is something I've always wanted. And apparently, the Wallaroo is owned lawfully and by a state permit, so he's not going to get in any trouble. He's just got to keep a closer eye on the thing. They do book. Yeah, they haul ass. Yeah. So. All right, uh, let's uh, do another um, Australian animal. Uh, this could be the best Christmas tree decoration ever. Animal rescuers in Australia were called to a home of a woman who found a koala hanging in the branches of her Christmas tree. Uh, The Adelaide and Hills Koala Rescue said that their hotline operator initially thought that they were being pranked when Amanda McCormick called in to report the creature in her tree inside her home. The female koala was was safely returned to the outdoors. Rescuers note koalas are very curious creatures, and if the opportunity prevents itself, they will investigate. It's very cute. Yep. All right, and then one last story. I do want to get to this one. Uh, It's bad enough to fake a pregnancy on its own. Yes. When a woman in Brazil was arrested after authorities caught her on a bus and found her baby bump was actually... A watermelon filled with four brick-sized blocks of cocaine. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, The woman confessed and told the authorities that she got the drugs in Paraguay and was planning Where'd you get the watermelon? Taking them to Rio. I don't know where she got that, Steve. (laughs) Where'd you get that watermelon? Uh, She was allegedly paid about $100 to transport the drugs. hundred bucks? I know. It sounds a little low. Uh, But it didn't work out. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And we'll uh, see how you've done paying attention to the program. We have our lesson question 
We also have our trash and music news on the way. So stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday. It's going to be a cloudy day today, and yes, we do have some rain making its way into the area. Now, some good news about that rain uh, is I originally was looking at Saturday to be like a full-on rainy day, but from what I've seen in updated forecasts is that the main amount of rain we will get will be tonight, the heavier stuff, and we will have rain in the morning, but then after that, it's going to clear up. Not bad. So it shouldn't be too bad. It is going to be cold, though. Uh, light rain today, high 48. Uh, morning rain tomorrow, high 47. And then when the sun returns on Sunday, uh, it's going to be cold, 41 degrees. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but that's, I guess it's just a, a little bit cooler than we normally are. So that's it's not trade-off ridiculously. Too. It's not like, you know, the high 25 or something like that. That's uh, we'll wait till January and February for that stuff. Like when you go hiking and you are able to go out and it's, if it's cold and you're still in the sun and you still get a little bit of that warmth on you, yeah. it makes a big difference. You're good. Yeah, most definitely. All right, uh, lesson question. Today, the prize, $50 dining credit and also an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. So let's see. What are we going to go with here? I should have looked at these, man. I was just kind of hanging out listening to the White Stripes, and I didn't look at these. It happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, what simmer sauce actually acts as a decent lubricant? Oh. <laughs> 2152. It's a brand name, by the way, okay? What simmer sauce actually acts as a decent lubricant? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. And while you're doing that, calling in, we are going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. It is brought to you this morning by OmahaSteaks.com. Type Preston in the search bar to get exclusive deals, including the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, which includes four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. OmahaSteaks.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, George Clooney's marriage to wife Amal is reportedly being strained by his love of riding motorcycles. Amal has reportedly presented an ultimatum that either he give up the motorcycles or return to a single life of orgiastic bachelorhood. <laughs> hey, yo. Jennifer Lopez admitting that after a few COVID delays, she's no longer in a mad rush to get married to Alex Rodriguez. Lopez says the extra time has allowed her to learn some annoying things about Rodriguez, like how he never stops breathing. (laughs) And finally, Steven Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, saying she wants to be to the porn industry what her father is to the mainstream film industry. Michaela wants to bring content back to porn movies and says she will start with her first feature, Schindler's Fist. Oh, Oh, wow. All right, uh, to the phones we go to see if we can get an answer to this question. What simmer sauce actually acts as a decent lubricant? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and it is Aaron that gets to take a shot at this. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. All right, Aaron, so what simmer sauce actually acts as a decent lubricant? Is it chicken tonight? Chicken tonight. You got it. Particularly the Alfredo. Yeah, because it's creamier. Yep. Aaron, uh, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. 
Visit hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. All right, ready for music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! I actually have some Dave stuff coming up oh, here. So, uh, it's brought to you by Dave! the way. By Godshaw's. Uh, make, make the switch to Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked 80% Less Fat Turkey Bacon. And check out Brian Westbrook's Game Day Recipe at Godshaw's.com. Uh, we will start, though, with Pearl Jam and Hamilton star Lynn manuel Miranda. They are joining forces to raise money and awareness for Georgia uh, Latinx uh, voters in advance of the January 5th Senate runoff election. Uh, it is proceeds from the event will support the Latino Victory Project, Latino Community Fund of Georgia, and the Hispanic Federation. Uh, Eddie Vetter said in a statement, Georgia came through for America, and now it's time for America to come through for Georgia. We, along with millions of others, are fans of Lin-Manuel for both his art and his activism, and we are excited to work together to support progressive organizations Latino Victory Project, Latino Community Fund of Georgia, and the Hispanic Federation. Uh, We hope you will join us live on December 16th as we talk music, art, and activism. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda added, I have long admired Pearl Jam's music and commitment to advocacy, and their music has made an impact on me since I was a teenager. I haven't met them yet, but have wanted to for a long time. Uh, We thought that it would be fun to meet in front of our fans while raising awareness and resources to make sure that we get out the boat uh, for the Georgia runoff election. So they've never met before. It's interesting. You always think, I always think celebrities have all met each other for some reason yeah. or another. Yeah. I was watching an episode of um, Daryl's House, live from Daryl's House, oh, and Tommy Shaw was his guest. Okay. And they'd never met before. All the years of sticks and... Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were around the same time those. frame. They yeah, had their successes yeah. around the t- same time frame, but that was the first time they'd ever met. Huh. And it was really cool. They had a great performance. It's a great show. Know. Yeah. Deftones have premiered a new music video for their Teenager remix, which was done by The Cure frontman Robert Smith. Excellent. Uh, the remix will be a part of the forthcoming White Pony remix album Black Stallion, which is due out on December 11th. I'm in the gear. Uh, Black Stallion, by the way. You're better than that! Is set to be released alongside a 20th anniversary edition version of White Pony. Uh, Chino Moreno. I had a White Pony growing up, but it got sick and died. <laughs> that ain't you! That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. How did it die, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? I backed over it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it was sick at the time. Oh, okay. I got you. The mercy kill? Yeah. Oh, yeah, going to get his medicine. It's an elaborate story. Okay. <laughs> the hard part was finding a shoebox big enough to bury it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty well. You backed over a horse. Yeah. I don't <laughs> pretty... know why I was taking a tractor to the okay. farm. <laughs> All part of the story, I guess. I could find the keys to the gremlin. <laughs> Which would have been a less, much less tragic yeah. uh, story. I would yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so anyhow, uh, Chino Moreno uh, told <laughs> told NME about the remix. It's about it's amazing to hear Robert rework one of our songs and sneak his voice in there. Uh, if you'd have told me that when I was fi- when I was fifteen years old, 
uh, that I, I would have lost my effing mind and not believed a word you were saying. It was a dream. That's pretty cool. Corn guitarist Brian Head Welch has released the video for Down from his Love and Death project. Uh, the song is included on Love and Death's upcoming album, Perfectly Preserved, which will be released on February 12th. Love and Death will play a live-streamed concert on album release day. Uh, tickets for the show, along with the album merchandise bundles, are available here. Where? Right there over on that console? Oh, he's says pointing here. at his penis. In that little piece of paper. <laughs> talking about me? Yeah. Oh. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Love and Death released their first album called Between Here and Lost. Not so much here. here. (laughs) Or here. Right in here. here. Jeez, what happened to your face? (laughs) Richard! I I knew knew it. it. Uh, So, uh, yeah, that's the end of that story. Uh, A previously unreleased Steel Panther track. Huh? Featuring Corey Taylor might be released if band member Stick Zadinia has his way. Uh, in a recent appearance on the Crash Report podcast, Zadinia said that he wants to discuss the possibility with fellow bandmate Satchel. The song is called Steel Panther Effed My Girlfriend. <laughs> uh, the song was originally written by Satchel and was recorded with Taylor before being shelved for unknown reasons. The song was recorded by Wheeler Walker Jr. a few years ago, the alter ego of comedian Ben Hoffman, by the way. Uh, Zadinia said, Wheeler Walker did a version of it, the end product, the end result of it, I heard, and I was like, uh, it's cool, and it was nice of him to do, but when you hear our version of it, especially with Corey on it, you'd be like, that sounds like the effing Eagles. Uh, Taylor was previously featured on Steel Panther's 2009 album, Feel the Steel. So, Do you guys follow them on Instagram? I don't. I need to. They've been posting this series lately of uh, public service announcements, and it's just, it's, <laughs> I, I saw it the other day, and it's just... They ask the question, what effing day is it? Yeah, and yeah. Then they let you know that it's Wednesday or Friday or whatever. And then there's today's is uh, Socks Out, Seas Out. And uh, there's just a person, uh, I, I can't tell who it is, but it's uh, somebody wearing a sock. They're just, they're so inherently funny. Everything yeah. that they do makes me laugh. Yep, I agree. All right, and then one last thing, a bit of uh, Van Halen news. Uh, several of Eddie's iconic guitars, including the legendary Frankenstrat, Sold big at auction, snagging a combined four hundred twenty-two thousand dollars. I don't think this was his original. Oh, uh, okay, a copy of it. Um, it is a son of Frankenstrat, customized Frankenstrat Kramer, built with guitar tech Matt Brook at the guitarist home studio. So I think it's a. An- I think they built another one. I, All can- right. I can't believe that this is the original. That that should go to no one. It should just go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, possibly. Wolfgang. Yeah, or Wolfgang for sure. Um, so it sold for $231,250. Uh, also, $140,800 for his 2004 EVH Charvel Art Series guitar. And fifty grand for a prop guitar uh, from Van Halen's 1984 Hot for Teacher video. Um, so those went on sale and uh, brought in a nice amount of cash. Now, David Lee Roth, one last story here, has unveiled the Roth Project, a new interactive digital novel. So, uh, described it to Variety. He said, the kind of work that I do is basically 1500s pen, ink, and brush. Really simple, handmade work that, like learning a musical instrument, requires thousands and thousands of hours to ma- master just to make a perfectly thin line that has some sort of character to it. He explained that the process is brought to life 
when the pieces are digitized. He said you can interact with it, you have narration, you have music, you have the future. Huh. And that's it. He doesn't go into any really bizarre Davisms on this. So is it any good? Log on to the Roth. No, it project. stinks. I have no idea. Actually, yeah, it's um. That's right. It stinks. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You can log on to the Roth Project to check it out. I'm not going to do that. Looked at it well, then we'll never know. That's what I have in music news for you. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's wrap this thing up and give away a very cool prize. Speaking of guitars, that is the prize that we have, along with a couple of other things. I'll get you the details when we get back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Low Cut Connie. Avatar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Friday morning. And a fun day we have had to uh, wrap up the work week. And I like it when that happens. It happens in a fun way. And we've had some... uh, Company on the program this morning. Yeah. So I would like to uh, say thank you to Mr. Colin Mockery, who was yeah. on earlier today. That's right. Colin is uh, teaming up with Brad Sherwood from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And they are doing a via a show via Zoom. Uh, it's called Stream Consciousness, and it's going to be on Saturday. So you can uh, you can order that if you like. Very, very funny. Uh, Jeremy Sisto, he was great. Yeah, he was really great. Yeah. Was excellent. Nice guy. He's on uh, FBI, which is uh, back for a new third season. Uh, Tuesday, 9, and that's on CBS. And thank you to What a Crock Meal. Feeding us some fantastic food this morning, giving us some very cool giveaways. And by the way, you can get uh, great holiday gifts. It's easy, convenient, and safe, ready-made, homemade meals for the slow cooker. Order now at whatacrockmeals.com, and if you use the code Casey, you get a free portion on your first order of $50 or more. I tell you what, that Philly cheese steak dip is awesome. So you can go to whatacrockmeals.com and place your order today. Well, welly, welly. We heard you weren't going to be here. Uh, we heard you weren't going to make it. Well, don't ever trust that stuff. You're hurt, you heard, <laughs> heard wrong. Heard wrong. That's right. Uh, I won't trust that stuff, but I will. I do trust that you have a letter in your noodle ready to go. <laughs> I have cooked it. Yes, you have. I can Actually, tell that. It's not I have cooked that letter by your eyes alone. I can. Tell. I have cooked that letter till it is char broiled. Right. <laughs> Partner, let's do it. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in noodle. All right, yeah, very good. And we'll take caller number 10. Hey, coherent thought. At 215-263-WMMR. You seem surprised, Kimo Sabe. Uh, yeah, and we'll I see am. if you can uh, if you can win the prize. Noodle. Yeah. Noodle. Noodle. Uh, I got more than one up here. You, you got more than one noodle up there? I got more than one. It's a regular ramen factory it's up there. It's a ramen factory topsoil. <laughs> topsoil. Top Tom Solo. Oh. Yeah, that's Kimo Sabi's cousin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom Solo? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Solo. It's true. Uh, Just stay with me. You're all right. What'd you get into last night? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't want to know. Uh, I do want to know what's in store for your show today. Okay. We've got workforce blocks that consist of ACDC. We got Shinedown. We got the good old twirling Grateful Dead. Mm. 
Ooh, okay. Mm, ooh. What uh, what songs have you picked out for my Grateful Dead set? Any well, uh, I have picked out. Um, we're going to open with Limelight. Um, yeah. <laughs> we would go into. I, I don't want to do Tom Sawyer again. I got you in a dead block. But I thought we could do maybe uh, was, Working Man. I was actually thinking of a Grateful Dead song yesterday. I was. I was, Tell I was what it is? Heading off. Beatles. Uh, no. What? Yesterday, that's the Beatles. No. <laughs> nice case. Thank you. No, I was good. thinking of it yesterday, last <laughs> evening as I was going to bed. And it's one of my favorite Grateful Dead songs. And it's one of their latter songs, which was uh, Hell in a Bucket. I love that song. I will do that song. Seriously. Of course. Uh, I love it. Lyrically, I think it's a cool song. Melodically, I love everything about it. I do. If you're going to Hell in a Bucket, you might as well enjoy the ride or I something. Love it. Yeah. At least, uh, yeah. At least I, I may be going to Hell yeah. in a Bucket, yeah. but yeah. at least I'm enjoying the ride. At least ride. I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, uh, we will go to the phones and see if we can find ourselves a winner. It is Nick that I have on the line. Hi, Nick. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen and Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nick. I love that you did that. Nick, what is our word of the week? I'm going to say Gavin. Smoke it. Yeah, smoke it, bitch. This really cool prize pack for you. Obviously, Gavin Rossdale is what we're going for here with uh, Gavin. A limited edition Red Sparkle Telecaster guitar signed by Gavin Rossdale of Bush. We're also going to give you a download of the new album, The Kingdom, featuring the singles uh, Flower on the Grave and Bullet Holes. And we're also going to give you a pair of Bush Virtual Arena Show Tour shirts. Nice. All set to go. So that's uh, not bad going into the weekend winning that package. Right, Nick? Uh, that's amazing. No sad, bro. No, no sad, sad, bro. All right. All right. Hang on. No we'll get sad, your info. Bro. It's Friday. And we'll take care of you. And uh, we'll have a pair. We, or By the way, the kingdom is available now. Uh, from BMG. You know, before we go, since you played that, can I have a rim job? Is there a chance yeah. that I can get a rim oh, job? Wow. me what? <laughs> no, no that's not what you think. He wants him to lick his butt. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not what you think. <laughs> yeah, but it's not I, what you think. Uh, uh, yeah, hang on a second. S- see if you can pull that up. That's, that's <laughs> the one that started yeah. it all. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh, no, yeah I'd, I'd like to hear that before. Rim job. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That's rim uh, job. Bajmir, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's a Blink-182 album called Bajmir, and we thought that was a weird-sounding album. Somebody texted in, they're like, Bajmir's rim job backwards. Rim job. So I recorded it backwards, and there you go. That's wow. It. Rim job. There you go. Rim hey, job. Topsol. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Topsol. Yeah. Uh, let me thank our... That's got to be something backwards. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Get cheers in it, Duncan, this holiday season. With their holiday-inspired signature drinks. Also brought to you by Gotchall's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon and Acme Markets Fresh Foods Local Flavors. Next week's program. Ooh, we got some good stuff. Uh, we have uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Awesome. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Yes. Brooke Burns. Ah. Uh. And Holy Moly. Burt Ward. Burt Ward, Robin. Robin from the Batman and Robin TV show. Nope. They will all be joining us next week. So that's going to be a good program. Burt Ward. Good programming week. Uh, That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, friends. Hang out with Pierre. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I know it's no sad bro Friday, but it isn't that great when you get up an hour early by mistake.
I mean, full on get up, shower, dress before I realized what time it was. Good <laughs> morning it. Next message. MMR 93.3. Rusty Casey, Kathy, Nick, Marissa, and Steve. So you gotta make it rhyme. The, the way Wiggles did it, it was like, and Marissa. It's like, it's so awkward. Make it rhyme. MMR 93.3. They love to eat cats. I don't know. Next message. It's supposed to be an no sad bro Friday. Oh, get over here. But no, I got a shitty paycheck. My coffee sour. I'm not sad to falling off. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.